Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today we begin our top 50 of the Star Wars characters. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Obviously, we did a top 100, part one and two, our uh, previous episodes. We did 100 mm. through 76, then 75 through 51. This is part three, 50 through 26. Next week, twenty-five. the top 25, 25 through one. Uh, so we're starting with 50 today. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, really looking forward to it. If you want to know who the first 50 were, Boogie, get the fuck out of here. Go listen to the other ones. Uh, only top 50 here on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this is favorites. Not who we think are the best characters in Star Wars necessarily. Although from here on in, you'll find nothing but bangers. Um. Yeah, so top 50 favorites. What do you say? I say uh, we get right into it. I say we get right into it as well. I have a a pair here, actually, that goes Ooh. really well together, Um, if if I could, Um, for my 50 and 49. They've both been mentioned before, mm. Um, so I, I feel like it's uh, kind of okay. Uh, but it's Quill and uh, IG-11. Beautiful. Um, and... Just the dynamic that these two had, I felt like it was only kind of right to group them together because, mm-hmm. like, I base I like these characters because of like because of the their like connection um, is kind of why I like 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 them so much. I like Quill because of his past and how he worked with his hands and how he's so good with it. And a, the perfect example of that is IG Eleven, mm. like the thing that was designed specifically to terminate you know, any target or whatever, and then it's completely rewired to take care of the thing that it was sent to, to, to terminate, whatever. Um, Perfect and little like, uh, parallel to Din there. And uh, both of them have the sacrifice play. Um, Beautiful. Like, in, in IG-11, the droid, whenever he blew himself up, I cried. A oh, yeah, droid. me too. Like, yes, I... I cried because a robot blew himself up. Like, oh my god! And like, the way Din's back. reacting as he's leaving, where he's like, "But no, you don't have to. You can, you can stay. We can Even figure this out." Din, a guy who despised droids, like, couldn't even stand them at all, was like, "No, you can't do this." Like, no, and like, he's also oh. the only person to that point who he'd shown his face. The only thing he'd shown his face to. So he was like, "No, don't do that." Like. You don't yeah. have to go. Um, uh, yeah, Queel and IG-11, like that that duo right there. That's like, a strong uh, one. You know, as, as far as like the Bayes churrit duos go. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. Queel, IG-11, those are, those are a couple strong pairs. I want to do a pairs, Star Wars pairs draft mm. eventually. Mm. And just kind of uh, pick pick our favorite duos. 
across the Leia. Star Wars universe. Yeah, Luke and Leia, come Han, on, and Luke, Han and Obi-Wan, Han and like Anakin, there, Ahsoka. There's overlap, you know, you can have Obi and Anakin, Anakin and Ahsoka. Yoda, Count Dooku. Right. Dooku, Qui-Gon. Palpatine, Anakin. Right. There's so many options there. I think it's a really Damn. fruitful idea. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll, have to, we'll have to execute one day. But uh, that's a really good way to kick it off. And in fact, I kind of mm. wish I would have uh, started with my 50, let you do those, and then let me do my 49 and 48. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> but instead, no, go ahead. I'll just go ahead and read all three of them. Uh, mm. So 50, I've got Cal Kestis. Uh, hmm. love me, love me some hmm. Cal Kestis. Great, great Jedi. And, you know, playing Jedi Fallen Order, you come to really enjoy the character. Um, really interested as to where he's at come our post episode six timeline. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if he'll at all be at play or if we're going to see him sadly demise pre original trilogy as we did with Kane and Jarrus and stuff just to, Mm. kind of clear the table for Luke, you know, like it's like these were the only Jedi left. Like uh so I'm I'm curious as to the route Cal Kestis's cor- story goes. You know, I love seeing him with BD1. I, I got to think that a BD1 droid showing up like is just their way of saying like it's a possibility, you know, like, unless that is BD1. And then what? Well, that probably does mean that he's no longer. Um, that's, his, that's his homeboy for the there's ride. There's no way they separate, right? No, yeah, that's they're down to ride forever at that. Oh, point. Wait, now I hope that's not BD one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, wow. Game yeah, Cal, Cal will come. Um, actually, in this episode. Ah, yes, yes, beautiful, um, beautiful. But with that. Barely. I'll move on to the, my 49 and 48. Biggest gap possible in this episode, actually. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hilarious. But uh, so. <laughs> I'll go I'll go with my 49 and 48, though. I'm going to stick with you in the Mandalorian vein. Uh, you, mm. you, you went with Quill and IG-11 for 50 and 49. My 49 is Grief Karga, and my 48 is Moff Gideon. Oh. Uh, so, you know, you brought up Grief Karga last episode. He's fucking fantastic. You know, Carl Weathers fits like a fucking glove into this universe. Uh, his his whole character, him having been thought to, you know, have died and kind of been like off the table, but him being so prominent and so well-liked that they were like, we have to keep him around. And the way he keeps reemerging, he's already confirmed to be directing another episode in season three, which I'm so excited about because uh, he, he hasn't missed as far as the, uh, as far as his director director status is gone he also directed the Mm. one where they blow up the imperial base on navarro um Mm. so carl weathers is a is a king in star wars and grief cargo reflects that uh completely but uh yeah and then 48 moff gideon yeah i can't uh can't believe it moff gideon i didn't even not uh, here there's there's one uh you've you've uh pelly and shmi and moff gideon have been three so far that i've like I cannot believe I, I didn't include them. Um, honorable mentions were um, Sid, Luminara, and Wicket the Ewok uh, yes. so far. But those three, Peli, Shmi, and Moff Gideon, like, ah, damn, um, are, are three that I've been damned so far. So yeah. you need four more to hit the seven number that I guessed in initially. Oh, yeah, at the, at the beginning. Um, and I hope, I mean, it's it's scarier 
the the higher we get because if i miss a character that's this high then that's like way worse so uh yeah it's, it's it getting more, more intense but, yeah the more we, uh, the higher yeah. we get but yeah moff gideon you know john carlo esposito uh really awesome awesome character our introduction to the dark saber in live action mm. uh as he as he rises from his from the wreckage of his tie mm. fighter in the mandalorian season one finale and it's so interesting thinking back to the mandalorian season one and just thinking about where we're at now mm. and it's like holy shit that's the finale of that first season like in terms of the story we've gotten with the mandalorian that's a little less than half mm. damn like we like and i feel like we've gotten <laughs> so fucking much with him since then but like not as not as much as you would think you know like that that just That's happened true. in the realm of yeah. the, in the realm of their show but uh wow <laughs> huh man yeah Moff Gideon, super badass yeah that was yeah 48 yeah i don't think he'll uh, i don't think he'll mm. be meeting his uh demise at the hands of the new republic if i had to guess no yeah it never seems to work out that way um no it does not <laughs> uh my 48 is the uh rogue one character that i for a second thought was not the highest rogue one character because mm. um, i i thought it was k2so at one point i'm like no way k2so is my highest rogue one character right yeah. like i love k2so but uh but he's not her. Uh, he's not. He's not a. He's not Jen. Not Jen or so. So uh, I mean, like the death that got me the most at the end is hers. Like ah, oh uh, like I god. mean, her and Cassian just. Oh my god! That's uh, like, devastating. They had, and they had the most beautiful death too. Like uh, mm. like everyone else's was like in battle in some way, you know. But this one was like truly just like. Embrace. Do you think they hear? Do you think? Do you think it's gonna matter? Like, do you think anyone heard us? It's like, yeah, I think they did. Oh, it mattered. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it mattered. Um, oh, it mattered. Like, her even, taking the initiative and just—I don't. I, I'm curious. Like, if you just watched this movie by itself first no previous star wars knowledge at all i think it's it, it can stand alone it like, does it was the first star wars movie i showed emily like you literally don't have to know a thing about star wars for this to be a good movie the more you know the, the more it like it gets even better and like that's the crazy thing yeah um, like it is just such a beautiful movie and it's crazy that like um that like it's ending here it's just that like the rogue one characters on their own don't stand up to like the characters in the original trilogy and sequel trilogy. Mm. you know like the main like i mean the movie itself i hold higher than most other movies it's yeah, probably no, I'm my second you. favorite movie if i like legit it's probably it probably goes return of the jedi um rogue one, rogue one and then Re and then revenge of the sith um it's probably how it goes for me. And, uh, but it's just, it's not really a movie where one character stands out. It's the whole, it's, it's the, the whole. whole thing together. The sum of its um, parts. So, so, yeah. No, yeah, I'm 100% with you there. And I'm, I'm very excited to get to, 
get to some of my Rogue One picks later on in this episode is where mm-hmm. I think all of the all of the rest of my Rogue One bits will be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a good one uh, for 47 gin or so, right? Uh, that was my 48. Oh, 48. 48 yeah. gin or so. My bad. My yeah. bad. Uh, my 47 uh, is Kuru, who is the woman that the Ronin is fighting in Visions. Mm. Um, if you read Ronan, the star Wars visions novel that where she gets stabbed through the back is not the end of her. Um, she is a much larger part of that book goes on to be a very, very interesting character. Um, her whole lineage, as far as, uh, the mythology they built out in the Ronan side of the universe is really interesting because it like, it cannot coexist with the canon as we know it it has to be taking place either a hundred years earlier or a hundred years like hundreds Mm. of years earlier or hundreds of years after uh for it to really really connect but uh she is just a really really awesome character she's uh resurrected by a sith witch who brings her back to Mm. life and a bunch of other sith warriors and they hear her whispers in her head in their head and uh they speak to them and uh it's uh really interesting but uh she ultimately overcomes it in a really cool way and she ends up being something of a good guy uh where you wouldn't anticipate that just from the short um yeah she uh she seemed pretty evil yeah and you know uh, she's not she's not but not the nece- best not necessarily but not like full, well yeah yeah know, sith but, bandit <laughs> thing she's yeah. she seems like she's just purely bad intentioned and she probably was at that point <laughs> but she grows she grows beyond it in the mm. in the novel which is really cool to see and that's why she rose so high top 50 on my list uh mm. she's she's a really cool character you know because you catch me before i read it she's not on this list there's zero chance um but post reading that book kuru mm. is definitely a definitely a top 50 for me yeah, I gotta get uh, I gotta get into the Star Wars literature. Oh my god, it's fantastic! Really? I I I I've done it uh, sparingly throughout the past couple years. Like I read Ahsoka and I read the Heir to the Empire trilogy a couple years back, but then I took a fat break. And then I hit it mm-hmm. again this year with the Visions novel, and now I've read Master and Apprentice, uh, and now I'm reading Queen Shadow. Like I really fuck with the Star Wars books, dude. I can't I can't recommend them enough. But uh, yeah, forty seven. I got Kuru. All right, my forty-seven is a uh, Kit Fisto. Yeah, um, prequel Jedi. Oh yeah, and uh, man, did they like in the prequels? He looks—I mean, he looks like a Star Wars character, you know. He looks okay. He's you know, very alien-like though. Um, but man, in Clone Wars, did they make him look like hot for no reason? You know, that man is like sexy. That—that's like. I, I don't know. I just I think it's hilarious. Like his glow up that he had from prequel trilogy to Clone Wars, like that man you know, glowed my up. Favorite, my oh. favorite Kit Fisto appearance is actually in the two D micro series Clone Wars. Oh God, let's see, uh, let's see what that looks where like. Where he where he dives into the water and he's swimming underneath with his lightsaber. It's so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, Kit Fisto, another another prequel Jedi that didn't quite make my list. Definitely thought about him, but I thought uh, the prequel Jedi that I did give the love to, you know, I kind of hold all of them in similar esteem. You know, not mm. it's just kind of uh, whoever I like more is who I like more. But yeah, that's the shot right there. Yeah, he that's does look so pretty cool. cool in in that uh, in that series. Um, yeah, he's a uh, I don't know, you know, 
another yeah prequel Jedi. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, forty seven Kit Fisto. I guess not much to say about him uh, other than uh, kind of kind of uh, as just... it is with most of the prequel Jedi. It's kind of mm-hmm. like you know not a lot to say. Just really loved them. You yeah. know that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, that's how I feel about Isla Secura, Shakti, uh, all all of these prequel Jedi. I feel the same about you know, and mm-hmm. I, I hold them all in high esteem. It's just some of them made the list, some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good choice, good choice. My uh, my forty six. I've got Ezra Bridger. Mm. Um, yeah, you know this is a. Uh, we'll get we'll get the last couple Rebels characters here in this episode as well. Um, but Ezra, Ezra Bridger comes at my 46. I think he's a really cool character. I think he can only go up. Um, but you know, in, in rebels first time I watched it, he wasn't, I I wasn't fucking with Ezra on a super high level. You know, it took a rewatch before I was like, okay, yeah, Ezra's dope. I fuck with Ezra. It was just a, it took a little bit for me. Um, and it, it really is like a, a greater understanding of the show, like watching the show once. A rewatch of Rebels, I cannot recommend enough because it enhances the show so much, mm. so much. Just knowing where they end up, how their characters develop. Uh, oh, wait, we will not conclude all of the Rebels characters this episode, uh, but two of them will come this episode. Yeah, I have uh, I have I two this episode. Yeah, two this episode, one next episode. Yeah, I have. Uh, I like Rebels. Um, I, I like really, Rebels. I really like as Ezra will not be in this episode uh, for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, re- really like me some some Ezra. But, no, uh, yeah, and we'll we'll save that for then. Then you know, I mm-hmm. I really I just I fuck with Ezra, and I, as I've said, top fifty. I love mm-hmm. these characters. That's true. Like yeah. we're at a point now where there's not a character on here I don't love. You know, like I love these characters at this point. Uh, you know. In some some ways, different than others. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, forty six. I got Ezra. Forty six. Uh, for me, is Plo Koon. This is where my Plo Koon sits. Mm. Um, he's just a little bit, a little bit more than Kit Fisto. You know, there's more to his character. Um, to like for me, uh, like in the Clone Wars, I, I latched on to, to Plo Koon a little bit more. Um, and I, I do think his character design is cooler overall than than Kit Fisto too. Even though how hot they made him in the Clone Wars for no reason. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know. He's Plo Koon's just very, very Jedi. Yeah. He's just very master Jedi. And um, you know, that's he, the thing about these prequel Jedi. That's what makes them so cool is that they are just like what we think of when we think Jedi, you know, like that's, mm. that's the pinnacle of Jedi right there is Plo mm-hmm. Koon and Kit Fisto and Luminara and Dilly and Isla Segura and Shakti, all these characters. Those are, those are Jedi's Jedi, you know, they um, just, uh, just didn't even think. But like, there's a his mask that he wears. Mm. Um, there's like a I could 3D print that, and I could like wear that as my mask everywhere I go in public. Put like a an actual like COVID mask below it, but then put that over it. Like oh, that'd be awesome. sick to walk around and. But I mean, be kind of wild. I would definitely get some stares, and no definitely one would get some know. Looks. No one would know what the heck that is. Um, but hey, if someone does, you know you fuck with them. That's true. You know, that, that we can find our people quickly. Um, <laughs> we can find our people. <laughs> um, yeah, Plo Koon, uh at at forty six. All right, so. all right. You know, and I think my forty five might be a little little bit of a shocker. I don't know where he might where he might fall on yours, but this is where I've got Palpatine. 
Okay. Yeah. Definitely uh, not this episode. Um, yeah. I didn't think so. I <laughs> thought, I thought he might be coming a little earlier than yours. Your Palpatine would be, um, you know, it's just, uh, he's one of the characters that I, uh, you know, he's so important to the franchise, obviously. Um, he's, he's another one that I view in a similar vein that I do C-3PO where it's mm. like, this is a, this is a franchise defining character. Like you, you are a, the pinnacle of what star Wars is. Uh, but I just don't, I don't, I don't fuck with you on that level. I do other, other star Wars characters and, you know, still hateable. top 50. He's pretty hateable, you know? Oh, super hateable, um, you know? And there's a lot of hateable <laughs> characters that didn't make my list. Uh, but this is a hateable character who had to be on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. just had to be. And just for do it and, uh, do it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just a king, uh, uh, the actor who plays, who plays Palpatine, uh, and, uh, nailed, nailed Palpatine, you know, I could not imagine like seeing the original trilogy first and then like seeing Senator Palpatine and then not knowing right away that that's the emperor, you know? No. Yeah. That was a reveal like, in revenge of the, I mean, yeah. to some. Like, like there were some people who like if you read ancillary material, you could put it together like pretty. I'd say like people got the idea, obviously, because like yeah. there's some scenes where he's like it's obviously like him. You can kind of tell, even though they hide his face still. But like, yeah, I mean, he does no, talk like, in a different voice. But like, like this, like if you are just a fan of the movies and you're not reading other books, they never say Palpatine in mm. the in the movies. They never say Palpatine. They just say the Emperor. So if you were just watching the movies, you wait 20 years and then you watch the prequel trilogy. You see Senator Palpatine in episode one. It's a relatively good dude, you know, seeming not not mm-hmm. not really assuming much about him. Episode two, he's starting to wither a little bit. He looks a lot older. You're like, oh, God, this man's not looking good. Episode three, he puts that hood up and you're like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, that is the emperor right there. And, you know, there's probably some susness throughout Revenge of the Sith where he's like, have you heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yeah, why you? The Jedi would not teach you such things. Yo, what's up with that? Where, how you know How you know that? Like, that how would you be, know that? Yeah, that'd be like, that'd be amazing to not know. Like, uh, man, to just watch things for like the first time again would just be like such an amazing power to have. But, mm. uh, but yeah, Palpatine, uh, I guess I'll save. Because, uh, yeah, save he's uh, he's... Definitely in the last episode. Um, no, and I, sure. one For thing me, that I don't but... like uh, that I assume you won't you won't give a lot of love to just uh, from previous episodes of the podcast uh, or the last episode of the podcast where you where you listed Ray. Uh, I actually, uh, while it does feel forced, I don't mind his reintroduction into the saga mm. in episode nine. In fact, like in theaters, the first time I'm watching episode nine, whenever Kylo descends below the the surface of Exegol and you hear, uh, and you hear it, mm-hmm. you hear him speak and you're just like, holy shit. It's for real. Like that's him. I had that same exact moment, like the trailer, whenever we heard his laugh, like, <laughs> the trailer, I remember that. And like, I remember I had this, the initial feeling I had was like elation. Like that's my boy. He's like, he's coming back. Like, Oh my, let's fucking go. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's coming back? I was like, and then I thought of all the implication. I'm like, wait. So Luke didn't everything. Uh, 
and I was, you know, in like everything that falls into play. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just, uh, I am okay with it that it happened. It happened. I can't change it, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't change it. I just, uh, I don't think it's where they were going. I don't think it was in the cards from the beginning. I think it was, it was made after The Last Jedi. Yeah, it definitely was made. Was. It, and I, that's just where it, it's like, ah, I can't get behind that. Uh, like, I, it just was not the right call, in my opinion. But, all right. All right. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I guess my 45, um, is Bail Organa. Mm, yes, um, we'll be popping up in a few spots for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, what a guy. Um, like, it's just, I was, I was trying to think of like where I was going to place Bail Organa. And I'm like, I'm looking at all these other people that are above him. And I'm like, man, like, this is just like, there's nothing to hate about Bail Organa. You know, no, he's just like, he's just a, a, a feel good guy. Um, and like, I don't know, let me just see, like, I got to get his look. Um, like, beautiful man. Yeah. Jimmy like, Smith's is Bail Organa. What a king. Oh, his, that's my yeah, dad. He had a cape. Yeah, his cape. He had, he had a cape sometimes. He was cold with it. But, like, I don't know. He's just a very, um, just like another just smart man, kind of guy that, that was, like, aware of things, too. I don't know. He's just a, just a good guy that I, I don't know. He's just uh, I didn't really, like, he's just in a weird kind of spot, like, up in here. Yeah. Um, like the, the people that he's around, but I don't know. I just like, uh, had to put him in, in here somewhere and he, in, and he was just kind of like a middle of the road, um, character. And that's kind of why he falls like up near, like kind I of see. the 50 area, but, but yeah, just Bail Organa. All right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good choice because, uh, he will be, he will be popping up again. Mm. Uh, but with that, my 44, I've got Django Fett. Uh, mm. as he popped up earlier on your list, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the detail, like, and the thing I wanted to touch on that I made sure we didn't touch on earlier when he came up so that we had something else to talk about him with later on was, uh, you know, the revelation in the Mandalorian episode, season two, episode six, that Jango Fett was a Mandalorian foundling, mm. uh, the same as Din, uh, which makes him every bit as much a Mandalorian as we view Din Djarin, which makes Boba Fett, by extension, every bit a Mandalorian as we view Din Djarin, and Din Djarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Din Djarin officially is like, well, yeah, okay. This, this armor belongs to you, as I would want the armor I passed down to my son, Grogu. You are a Mandalorian the way Grogu's a Mandalorian. Which is like, that's awesome. Uh, the fact he, that Boba Fett is a Mandalorian the way Grogu is, yeah. and Jango is the way Din is. That's just weird to, to like hear. Grogu is a Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. He's not a Jedi. He's I mean, he that kind of is, but not really. Like... He's a little bit Jedi, but he's really like a Mandalorian. That man's a Mandalorian foundling, same as Din. How that Mandalorian helmet work with him? Are his ears going to I think his ears will pop out. Do I don't fold? know that he'll have a visor. I think it'll just kind of like be open around his face. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, what? How early do they get a helmet? Like I don't know. It'll probably be a little bit. It'll probably like be no way bit. they cover up his face. No, no. See, that's the thing. Like, it's like I don't think he is. He gets. I a guess helmet they they, they just full, go away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, until he's guess, full grown Grogu. Yeah. Mm, okay. But yeah, Django Fett. Aww. That's my that's my yeah, okay. forty four. <laughs> Django. Yeah, Django. Sorry, Django. 
Uh, we got easy. Connor I mean, easy to move trail. off the topic with Django um, Fett just because you know his 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 very character branches off into so many directions. Um, the man is responsible for quite a lot. You know, and Django Fett's the reason Tamara Morrison is in the Star Wars universe. Uh, you know, without without the Django Fett introduction, we yeah. don't get Tamara Morrison as as Django. We don't get him as Boba. And uh, frankly, Tamara Morrison's officially one of my favorite actors of all time now because of these roles. And uh, mm. he's awesome. Uh, so Django Fett. Oh yeah, uh, forty four. Uh, this uh, tops out the sequels for me. Uh, this is where Kylo Ren falls. Um, if a storyline was done well, it was the dyad between Kylo and Ray and Kylo. I mean, just his whole connection with Vader. Han, mm. So, I mean, he's Han and Leia's kid trained by Luke. Um, Magnificent. Like, if there was a storyline that I could say was executed well in the sequels, it was Kylo Ren's story. Um, like in his re- redemption, him becoming Ben Solo again, the moment, like the the freaking grab oh behind the head, the shrug, shrug paralleling. Oh hug. my god! Like, um, the sacrifice play. <laughs> um, you know, know, like, I guess the the love between Ray and Kylo was a little forced. I guess you know, I mean, it didn't like. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like oh they're meant for each other, you know, or anything. But like it was a, a good the last Jedi moment. had those notes. Yeah, it was like, like okay, like, yeah. there could be something here yeah. for sure. There was definitely enough to where like him sacrificing himself to save Rey was like ah, oh. like that was definitely the right thing. That like the ending of Rise of Skywalker, like I, whatever you can like say about those movies, whatever. Like the ending was I, in my opinion, beautiful. Like. The oh, destruction of like the last order or the final order or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, although really stupid failsafe on the Empire. I guess stupid failsafe all around, but obviously you can't just beat that army straight up. So uh, I guess they kind of did though. Um, they kind of did just beat the army straight up. There with, are more like, of us, Poe. Yeah. So there never are mind. More of us. So never mind. That that ending was just like. I'm all the Sith. Momentous. I'm so, all the Jedi. You hear all you the Jedi voices them. like, oh, come, like, come on. That that ending was, mm. yeah, that mm. ending was was beautiful. Um, but yeah, Kylo. Right. Um, throwing his lightsaber off. Grievous. Fine addition to my collection. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah. Um, nah, but yeah, good choice, you know. And, and in that all the Jedi moment, we hear the voice of one, my 43, Kanan Jarrus. Uh, at one point, you hear Freddie Prince Jr. in, in Ray's head, which I think is just That's a really awesome. awesome homage to Rebels. You know, like the fact that like even in Episode Nine in Disney's in Disney's The Rise of Skywalker, where you know they've done a fucking great job of ignoring the prequels um, and ignoring certain content from Star Wars to get such an acknowledgement of one of their animated series it was really cool. You know, we hear Ahsoka, <laughs> we hear Kanan. Uh, and uh, you know, Kanan deserved that deserves that sort of uh, that sort of love. He's one of the best Jedi I think there is in the universe in terms of uh, uh, just the Jedi way. I think he's a really, really definitive Jedi. And upon completion of Rebels, once you rewatch it, holy fucking shit! Knowing where Kanan goes and where he ends up and his whole arc, it's it's all the better. Um, 
Dude, I, I, I love me some Kanan Jarrus and, you know, getting young Caleb Doom mm. and, uh, and the Bad Batch, seeing how his origin was tied to, like, Hunter and, uh, and the Bad Batch is really, really cool. Uh, wanted to, I'll throw in an honorable mention here and Depa Bilipa, his, uh, his master hmm. had a really oh, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. just a really cool, uh, character design. And she popped up in the master and apprentice novel. And I got to appreciate her character a little bit more upon reading that. And, uh, just a real, just another cool character, but you know, not enough of her to really warrant a spot on this, on this. So I figured I'd throw her in there with Kanan, hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I got a, uh, I got Kanan a little further up. Uh, won't be in this episode. Ah, um, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, I love uh, love Rebels. Um, and and those two, the uh, Ezra and Kanan, I just uh, I connect. I I just connected with them. I just I know I, whenever I I watch Rebels, it was just like the most connected I felt with Star Wars. Like I, it, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful show. Um, mm. So I'll uh, I'll save the the Kanan and Ezra talk. All right, all right, yeah. A little bit longer, but uh, I guess that moves on to my 43, which is Fennec Shand, um, Master Assassin. Um, she's uh, she's badass, man, um, and I just can't wait to see what more she does. And, like, I'm curious on, like, what her arc, like, is going to be. Like, or, or like, uh, if she... What's her underlying story here? Yeah, I don't think she just remains sort of this badass enforcer who's just kind of in things because her and Boba, they go, they go back and forth a lot. Um, and they're like, they're learning from each other a lot right now. Mm. Um, and I, I'm curious just like what, like what's in store for Finnick or if it's just truly like, um, she's just going to be by Boba's side. Like maybe that's like, like they're truly just like ride or die now. I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe. Uh, which is, which is, is that's enough. enough for me. Um, that's so, like that was enough for me to put her much higher on my list. Uh, we'll mm. talk about her next episode yeah. for me. But uh, nah, yeah, she's really cool. I think maybe a a really cool opportunity to expand her story and uh, live action, maybe Andor, perhaps. Mm. You know, set post Bad Batch, and you know, I I think it stands to reason that the Rebel spies would come into contact with some uh, uh, bounty hunters every now and then maybe uh maybe kenobi i know there's rumors that that will take us to nar shada which is the smuggler's moon where a bunch of crime underworld crime shit is ran so maybe we get some more fennec shan there mm. you know you just never know we could uh and shit bad batch season two more more bad batch we'll, we might see more fennec shan um mm. yeah she's, yeah, she's uh, awesome oh yeah any more fennec um i'm down to take yeah ming na wen rocks um but yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. With that, we'll go on to my 42. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, really funny that we've expelled all the sequel trilogy characters for you. And here at 42, above all your sequel char- characters, <laughs> I have Rose Tico. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, very, very, I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that you, you, because you're, Kylo is 44, right? Like that was that for mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy. That's hilarious that like I don't even begin the main cast of sequel trilogy until after you've concluded all of it. Mm. <laughs> uh but yeah rose tico i thought she uh criminally overhated um i really i really love the last jedi and uh, it's my favorite sequel trilogy film and uh her part in it is uh one that a lot of people a lot of a lot of haters like to dismiss and i can't i can't blame anyone for the gripes they might have with the sequel trilogy i was once there 
you know, I was once very much so there, but I've since, I've since, they've since grown on me quite a bit. And, uh, Rose Tico among them growing on me more than most characters in anything have, um, mm. just her whole, uh, you know, that's, that's how we'll win. Not, not killing what we hate, saving what we love. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a, that's a franchise defining sentiment for me. And, uh, the fact that it comes from Rose Tico is very powerful for me and it, it elevates her and her, her idolization of the rebellion and the resistance and mm. like, holy shit, you're Finn. Like you're a legend. Like I, I aspire to be like you. And, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think it would have been cool to have her along for the ride in the rise of Skywalker. Wish she was a little bit bigger of a part of it, but you know, you get what you get. And I hope we see her in the future of some sequel trilogy products. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she was just like a, a feel good character, like just a good part of the sequels. Yeah. Like how, how can you hate, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, she was just like a, nothing to hate about Rose. Uh, no, really. not at all. So, yeah. That's a, the way she explains the Fathiers, like, mm. her Fathiers or whatever. Like, uh, oh, and she's riding on, uh, whatever that casino planet was. And like, Finn is yeah, like, yeah, Canto Bite. Stop enjoying this right now. And she's yeah, just she's like, 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 having <laughs> it. Um, huh. Yeah, uh, that's where I've got Rose Tico. Well, big switch up here. Uh, it's already been he's already been mentioned, but this is where uh, General Grievous lands for me. Yes, very opposite um, characters, Grievous and Rose Tico. Yeah. Um <laughs> um but the whole uh in Clone Wars, you know, you get a little deeper dive with Grievous, uh like mm-hmm. in his his lair, you know, or his dungeon, whatever they ended up calling it. Um you know, learn learn about his history. Um like I don't know, it just boggles me like it it always um blows my mind that like this dude was a human for or like you know he was a he wasn't droid to begin no with, yeah like he know? was he was some sort um, of living being yeah. with a body organically um, and uh i don't know it's just a super cool concept of a character collecting you know he uses jedi's lightsabers War for my collection um and like how how can you stop four blades spinning at like 500 rpm coming at you like what are you gonna do um you know, like yeah, um, you Obi Wan Kenobi. It. I guess you you use a gun. You just get the job done. So um, uncivilized. Yeah, you just got to get the job done with that guy. Just you know, they, yeah. he got away too many times. The dude was always in an escape pod somewhere. General, Con- General Kenobi has engaged Grievous <laughs> on the uh, on the planet Udap- Udapal. Mm. Um. Well, wow. Yeah, General Grievous, man. Um. What a king! What a oh, king! Yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect. No, perfectly opposite there with Grievous and Rose Tico at 42. Mm. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but my 41, another one that's already been mentioned, I got Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks. Love me the Phantom Menace. And Jar Jar Binks is like a childhood defining character for me. Or one of the most nostalgic pieces of Star Wars uh, there is with uh, Jar Jar Binks. And uh, since, uh, you know, since he's a... Uh, already been mentioned don't don't feel too much to mm. don't feel too much need to keep going with them but uh yeah jar jar oh, it's yeah. my 41 darth jar jar I, I, not too far of a of a gap um only 10 in, in in difference but yeah he's got a i'm glad that he uh he's shown some love you know he's he's uh he's pretty, a king oh yeah 41 that's nothing to scoff at no top 50 no, none yeah. of these are none of these are to scoff at for me because mm. i love all these guys 
Oh yeah, this uh, my next guy starts a uh, a good trend here. Um, in forty one, uh, it starts with crosshair. Mm. Um, now you can probably see where it's going. Probably. Um, um, you know, out of out of the the batch, um, my least favorite happens to be crosshair. I think for kind of obvious reasons. That's fair. That's um, fair. but you know, it, his character is still super cool and like it doesn't make me hate him you know i mean like yeah i hate him for what he's done and all but like could be redeemed here i don't know like with where where we're leaving off um but where we're leaving off is it also he's chosen this life yeah i don't what are we doing uh we kind of up in the air with crosshair right now which is interesting um but i mean the other guys they're uh they're all cool but uh but yeah i don't know i think uh crosshairs to start out the uh the bad batch crew um, is fitting at least uh to be the bottom of the of of the bad batch barrel. Um, you know that makes sense. That makes sense. He'll be he'll be coming up later in this episode for me. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. With that, uh, I'll I'll take it to my forty, which is actually officially our uh, our biggest difference. It will not. It will not get bigger than this. You had Cassie and Andor at 93, mm. and I have them at 40. And that is a 53-place difference. Uh, I've got a 52 and a 50. We'll get there. Um, Sorry, Cassian. But, uh, but you yeah, were Cassie just, and Andor. After 86 or so was just kind of I needed some people to fill in, and, and I'm sorry that I forgot about you before. Um, <laughs> you definitely don't deserve 93, but... Uh, the movie, you know, it, w- it wouldn't be the movie without you. Um, no, nah, certainly not. So. And, you know, I'm very, very excited for a spinoff series and uh, everything that the future of Andor holds. And, uh, you know, his his role as the Rebel Spy, I remember being in, Ro- in the theater for Rogue One and, like, uh, that part where they're about to get crashed down on by stormtroopers at the beginning. And he's like, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Just calm down. Breathe. Breathe. Mm. And kills him. Like, uh, oh, so the rebellion's doing what they've got to do, huh? Mm. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't really matter who. Uh, and I thought that mm. was uh, an interesting sentiment for the rebel spy and uh, Cassie and Andor. You know his his perspective, you know, evolves over the course of the film. You know, and he's like, "Do I have to kill Galen? Like, is that something I have to do?" Mm. Um, and I gotta, yeah, I gotta give Rogue One a rewatch. Yeah, me too, uh, man. I always, I always, every time I talk about it, I'm like, God, I love that movie. Every time I watch it, every time, it's like, man, I swear, how do I forget how good this movie is every time? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like in the moment, the movie's so good. Like every time, even though we hold it to this so high esteem, it's always so good to come back to and you forget how good the movie is. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And with that, what's your 40? My 40 happens to be echo um continuing echo. um echo yeah got a uh, you know just uh another crew the bad batch um you know I, I was um here is a lot of well i guess i won't won't uh spoil too much but i, I got you know most of the bad batch people are are right in here um other than for for two of them i think pretty obvious who the two are yeah that um, will be next next week for me as well but uh but yeah, I mean, just everyone in the Bad Batch crew, like, it's just another one of those found families um, that you just connect with so much. Like, it's just such a such a good show. 
Mm. And uh, Echo, I mean, man, you feel for that guy. Um, oh, yeah, you do. God damn, how devastating. Uh, poor Echo. Uh, he just always seems to, like, just be scraping at the bottom of the barrel. Like, he's, I don't know. Like, just, I always feel bad for Echo. Um, but Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, you know he deserves some respect, and you know he'll get he'll get some here in a couple a couple spots for me as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've got four four of the four of the bad batch in this episode, two in the next. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, they'll be coming up here in a couple spots mm-hmm. periodically. But yeah, good 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 one there with that go at forty. So then at my thirty nine, uh, picking up from forty there, I've got one you've already mentioned: Bale Organa. Mm. I love me some Bale. Love me some Jimmy Smiths. This man is that man. He is dad. You know, this is this is a this is a beautiful man who I've wanted to follow to the ends of the earth ever since I was a small child. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, the the choice to adopt Leia really, really key to uh, Leia becoming a larger, larger piece of the galaxy, which is really awesome. And uh, his relationship with Obi Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka and Padme like he's just got a lot of really cool reach that you haven't seen in movies it's mostly been expressed through books and stuff and uh, to see his sort of uh, kinship with Padme through the books I'm reading about her right now is really cool and uh, if you read the Ahsoka novel you know that Bail Organa was kind of instrumental in her being a asset to the rebellion without being in the rebellion um, which is also really cool and uh yeah, I'm just fuck with Bail Organa on a deep level. To be in Obi Wan, right? Yes. Like, yes. Uh, which is will which be is in sick, Kenobi. Um, which is really cool, I guess. Actually, I. Uh, oh wait, no. Never mind. I was I was thinking that uh, we were time traveling again. I was I was in the in the fifty two year of of movie oh. mind frame where I was about to be like, oh yeah, I loved his performance in. No, 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 not quite but, yet. Yeah. Yes. Not quite yet. No, this is a, still doing a little time traveling because mm. this won't come out to like the end of March, but uh, still, still none, nonetheless, uh, haven't seen Kenobi yet. Look forward mm. to that. But uh, Bail Organa was my 39, and I'm, I'm very, very confident with that. I just love that guy. Moving on, I'm uh, continuing my uh, Bad Batch uh, train here. I have tech for my 39. Mm. Um, and. So out of the Bad Batch, you know, my, my rankings so far have been Crosshair at the bottom, then Echo, then Tech. Um, and I would uh, Tech, um, Tech and Echo are kind of the two that I, like, I always feel bad for, for, like, whatever reason. Like, Echo, just, damn, that dude just been through it. Like, I just feel, I, I always feel shitty for him. He always just seems to get the short straw. But yeah. Tech, I don't know. Tech is kind of, like, this in-between where... Like, I love his character. I love, like, the Brainiac, you know, uh, care. He always, like, finds, you know, a solution to something, and, and, uh, which is always cool. And his helmet is freaking sick. Fucking awesome. Um, has the coolest helmet. Um, I think I took him for our character design draft mm-hmm. whenever we did that. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's not much on tech, you know, they don't really show, you know, he's not a hunter, you know. Um, and I'm hoping with the expansion but, of the Bad Batch through later seasons, maybe there's just different arcs where different members of the Bad Batch are the focal point, you know? Like mm. uh, Hunter and Wrecker really got a lot of love this season. Hunter, Wrecker, and Crosshair. And Echo and Tech were kind of left in the breeze, you know? Tech 
has his moments where he gets to explain things. But, you know, other than that, he's not a uh, he hasn't been an instrumental story element for the mm. Bad Batch. And uh, I think uh, I think he's another one of those that deserves better him and Echo both. Um, mm. And uh, I look forward to uh, presenting them on my list later this episode. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. All right. Tech at thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. Thirty eight. We've got that gold boy. C-3PO. Mm. Uh, partly silver? Partly silver in the legs? That- Maybe a little red in the arm? I don't know. Uh, he's got a lot He's got a lot going on. A lot of parts mm-hmm. replaced and, and such. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite... It's funny because my favorite 3PO appearances, I think, don't come in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's the bookmarks. It's the... It's the bookends. Phantom mm. Menace and the Rise of Skywalker are peak mm. 3PO for my money. That's true. Um, Rise of Skywalker is probably 3PO's like... That's his strongest film, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. He was kind of like... Certainly has an uh, instrumental role to play, yeah. and that's just okay. something you hadn't gotten from him a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, how really? can you forget in The Empire Strikes Back whenever he's all in pieces and Chewbacca's carrying him on his back, and he's like, oh, I can't see anything. <laughs> uh uh, gets his head put on the wrong way, you know. Uh, he oh, always, his yeah, appearance always... in Attack of the Clones? Die, mm. Jedi dogs! Mm. Yeah, he, he's always... Uh... Oh, my. What, what was that? <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, imagine having to walk around, like, Thank in that me. suit, you know, like, in the, like, ah. Oh. Like, there was yeah. a dude in there. Anthony in the... Daniels, man. he's That's, that's a talented man. Mm. And uh, I don't know. He's always strong ownership over that character too. Uh, he mm. he's really really uh, passionate about what he does as three PO, and uh, he's really passionate about the dialogue. He he will if there's something in a script where he's like three PO wouldn't say that. Like he will mm. voice his concerns, That's awesome. and he will tell you three PO wouldn't say that. So I'm going to say something else. Uh, Never tell me the odds. You know you have uh yeah. He's always you know he's he learns you know. To, oh, to be a little quieter over, over the years. But, uh, I love, like, uh, at the Royals game, like, during quarantine, whenever they had cardboard cutouts, um, like, in, in the stands and stuff, um, there was, there were some Star Wars characters. I think, like, R2, uh, 3PO, um, Chewbacca, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, Chewbacca. And, and they're, they're right behind home plate. So you see them the whole game. And, R2 and Chewbacca are sitting right next to each other. They're chilling. And then 3PO is like four seats away. Like there's a gap, you know, of like three seats in between them, which mm-hmm. is just hilarious. You know, like someone at the Royal Stadium was like, you know, let, this just is kind of fun. You know, funny for no reason. Like 3 p like right. th- he's annoying. Let's just set him up, like sit him over here. Um, I don't know. It's just like this one moment that kind like that Star Wars can just like in in no words spoken, you know, just seeing three cardboard cutouts on a screen, you can get like a character trait from that, you know, yeah. which is just, which is crazy. It's outstanding. Um, it's outstanding. Yeah. But yeah, I that's what 3PO. 3PO at 38. I, I love, mm-hmm. love the character, love the actor. Uh, and it's just so, so definitively Star Wars, mm. uh, you know, top 50. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm loving all these characters at this point. And 38 is nothing, uh, Nothing to scoff at. So, three PO, my thirty-eight here. Um, sticking with the Bad Batch, uh, and this is Wrecker. This Wrecker. Is Wrecker. 
Rekka goes. Um, so Rika! He's just the big teddy bear. He's the muscle. Love he's, me some uh, Rika. He's Omega's protector too a lot Ooh. of the time. You know, he, he would do anything for her like Hunter will. And, really uh, I mean, like all of them will, you know, like protect her to the end. But like Wrecker has this like extreme motivation, it seems, you know, uh, sometimes, mm. which is just ah, so adorable. Yeah, you um, know, and that's that's what I'm hoping we build on with some other characters, too, is mm. every ev- like Echo and Tex inclination to want to protect Omega as well, because that's what made us like Wrecker and Hunter mm-hmm. is uh is the fact that they were so close to Omega. And meanwhile, Tech and Echo kind of seem distant from her for some reason. But I doubt I, I bet that. Mm. that now, gap closes a little bit comparatively to them but uh, like wrecker even made omega like her room you know in the ship and like presented gave, it to gave her. him his, gave her his fucking uh mm. i can't remember what it was called but like stuffed animal thing yeah uh, stuffed whatever, animal yeah. thing oh man so many cute moments with wrecker oh so um, many and that's why he is my 37 oh uh, interesting uh, yes and this is my first bad batch member mm-hmm. um, oh wow yes yes rick wrecker Falls to the bottom of my bad batch list, but you know, he's still above 3PO and Bail Organa. So like, <laughs> there's like, like, I definitely still, I still have a great deal of love in my heart for Wrecker. It's just that, you know, there was something, uh, there's something by the end of the season of the bad batch. Like I, I, I can fuck with Wrecker for, for a while, but I felt like we were getting an oversaturation of Wrecker. Uh, mm. I feel like they're, are more interesting elements to all the other characters. I and see. we got, we got a lot more of Wrecker than we did anybody else. And uh, by the end of the season that it didn't put a sour taste in my mouth for Wrecker, obviously I still love the character, but I was like, I really need some more echo in tech. And I mean, Crosshair was a huge part of the season, but I still mm. feel like I watched Wrecker a lot more than I watched Crosshair. You know what That's I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Never thought about it like that. Yeah. Look, there was a lot of record. And maybe it's just because he's like the funniest out of all of them. He is um, supposed to be, he is the one that I think kids would probably appreciate the most, you know? And like, that's, he certainly serves that purpose in the show, I'd think. And, mm-hmm. uh, but cause we, we finish off the, uh, you know, him, his whole arc with the inhibitor chip kind of affecting him before halfway through the season, if I remember correctly, mm. uh, or like right around the halfway point, like first first ten episodes or so at least, but I can't remember exactly. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I just felt like we we stuck with Wrecker a lot when uh, there's there's a lot a lot of interesting stuff around all the characters. Uh, well, hopefully in season two they they recognize Echo and Tech, you know, and and uh, give us some more crosshair. Hopefully, like. Crosshair, clear all that up. It and needs everything. to be yeah, a little like, bit more clarified. We'll get on that later, but. You know, 37 Wrecker. That's where I had him. And I know I mostly said what I don't like about him in comparison to all the other Bad Batch members. But, you know, Joseph did a really good job of covering what I do like about him. You know, all the all the loving all the loving qualities of Wrecker are really awesome. And he's a he's a cute guy. Uh, I think kind of in the same vein as how Wrecker's kind of high up on my Bad Batch list. Um, I have you had this character like low on your Rebels list. Um, and this is uh, Zeb Aurelios mm. uh, for me is my 37. Ooh. And uh, I don't know. I kind of I, I liked I didn't like him at first. You know, I don't think anyone kind of likes him at first. He's just kind of like a bully. But uh, he, he turns into this, you know, big teddy bear that him and like Ezra's relationship eventually, you know, turns into something like really beautiful. Um, and his whole species storyline, 
um, mm. when he goes back to, you know, his home planet and all that, like how beautiful that is. And like, just such a cool concept. And I hope like we get something along the lines of that in the future, like to actually use a little bit more Lasat in our lives, you know? And I think mm. it's also really cool that, you know, their connection to the force is expressed in rebels. And then we see in Jedi fallen order that, uh, Cal Kestis's master was a Lasat. And so like, mm. there's, there's a mm. Jedi within the Lasat species and stuff. So yeah, that, that might be our biggest difference as far as your list is concerned. Uh, with you having someone much higher than me, I think that was a straight up forty spot difference. Uh, what was the uh, the Empire kind of like captain guy that turned Fulcrum? Callus. Callus. That's right. That's his name. Uh, like I, I love the the Callus and Zeb, you know, storyline where where Callus has like one of the you know like their like weapons that only they're supposed to use. You know, and if anyone else is you know using it, it's like bad whatever but then you learned that like he demolished like these people and like it was kind of like a like zeb almost like respected him like not respected him but it was kind of like a like, like i know could, you can do some damage here yeah and uh, uh lo- love their fights you know all the like uh the, the no, it's interesting i never thought about it but callus is to the lasats what gideon is to the mandalorians mm. um as an ISB agent, because yeah. that's what that's what Gideon was at the time of their of the Mandalore wow. destruction. Uh, so it, it reframes Callus a little bit when you think about him in comparison to Moff Gideon and kind of having done similar things, but ultimately evolving to the rebellion and stuff is really interesting. And uh, you know, it's uh, it is cool that Zeb was able to forgive him of that and stuff. But uh, I, I really like where they end that season together. Uh, mm. Zeb, Zeb and Callus, or the end of the series together, because it seems like Callus is going to live with him in in Lasat Land, wherever that is. I can't remember what the planet was. Hopefully, we'll get more of that. Lasan, I think it might have just been that. Uh, but yeah, I hope I hope we get some more Zeb and Zeb and Callus in the uh, in the Ahsoka series. You know, post post Return of the Jedi, maybe maybe they were at the Battle of Endor. I don't know. Mm. Um, that, that could be cool. Um, I guess there was a lot of people there. Yeah, you know, um, we we didn't have to see everybody doing all these things. You know, they could have just been some foot soldiers doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Callus could have been a part of the team that Han stormed the uh, the place and put the detonite charges in. You know, like we 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 can just retcon that someone mm-hmm. was there oh, yeah. we didn't see. Uh, I mean, the thing nice and easy. The thing blew up. You know, so it's yeah. like. This is nothing remaining there. It's like whoever died, died. And like anyone could have been there. It was like a, yeah. I mean, it was a galaxy wide war, you know, pretty much. This was like the event. Like that's like the BC and like AD of Star Wars is like post or pre Battle of Endor. You know, like w- did the Death Star blow up or not is like the, the like defining moment like in yeah. Star Wars, which is just kind of cool. It's really uh, awesome. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Re- uh, that was Zeb at your 37 then, right? Mm-hmm. It was a 40-spot difference for us. Wow. Uh, I had him at 77. You had mm-hmm. him at 37. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. me some Zeb. What he turns into. Um, yes, so what he becomes. So his, you know, his arc, yeah. Certainly fair. And I think uh, I think a Rebels rewatch would see all my Rebels characters mm-hmm. rise up this list immensely. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't watched it in a couple of years, and that's that's kind of wow. where we're it's kind of where we're sitting. I love me some rebels. Love me some rebels. I, it yeah, was, it's 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 such a good fucking show, dude. It's I so watched good. the Clone Wars first and then Rebels. Same. Um, and I don't know. I I like latched onto Rebels a lot more. 
than uh, oh yeah than clone like one hundred percent like I felt like uh and no 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 hate to the Clone Wars hmm. or anything you know still, still amazing really, yeah still, still amazing <laughs> and still really entertaining but there were there were there are arcs in that show where I'm like I'm watching it because I feel like I have to get through this arc to get to what's next you mm. know like there and I guess I didn't season really seven that. of Clone Wars probably I mean it edges out Rebels uh, season just, seven's like, really strong can, it's just different just pick, you know yeah, if you, but uh as a whole show you know like it's the found family it's the whole it's like one continuous story pretty much they don't really bounce around and and uh ah i well i think we'll talk about it a lot more um yes we will so. see uh we will see a couple a couple more uh rebels characters for you i think i've concluded mine sadly i think i would have wanted to might have wanted canon mm-hmm. jars a little bit further up this list but nevertheless um on to my 36 Save the rebellion, save the dream. Uh, I've got, I've got Saw Gerrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's a fucking king to me. Uh, uh, just because I think uh, the extremist uh, things that we see him do are really, really like uh, really compelling stories. Uh, mm. And you know, come Rogue One, I just gave it a rewatch just, uh, just a couple days ago, uh, which might be a little bit of a. Uh, you know, switch up from what you heard at 40, just a couple spots back. But uh, <laughs> now now I have watched Rogue One again, and I'm even more assured that I have Saw Gerrera above Cassie and Andor and stuff. Uh, just a really fascinating character. I hope we get some more expansion on his time uh, uh, in, within the Rebellion, maybe through the Andor series. Um, I think that would be really cool. Uh Amazing to me that he was the first Clone Wars character adapted to live action mm. uh, through Rogue One, which is really cool. Uh, and his and his role in the Clone Wars is really cool. And his origin story is devastating. And it makes sense that he would ultimately become an extremist. I think he always had that always had that air about him and mm. his appearances in the Bad Batch. And yeah, the, every death in Rogue One is just like. It's oh, like I'm, obviously when I think of the deaths in Rogue One, I think of the very end of the movie. Like I, I don't really remember, you know, like Saw going yeah, no, out dying. and like yeah, him just watching the plant like just come, you know, like closer and closer to him, and it's mm. just like oh my. God. And it, it is really interesting though, because uh, oh. you know, like Jin and Cassian are right there, and he's and they're like, "Come on, we can uh, we can go mm-hmm. out and dip," and he's like, "Nope, this is it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I die." Uh, we've got a problem on the horizon. There's no horizon. Uh, Damn. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. I absolutely love that. And, you know, they uh. ultimately do. And I think uh, I think there's more Sagarera content out there that we haven't seen yet uh, mm-hmm. that I think we might we might be privy to via Andor because I don't know if you've noticed, but the time between the Clone Wars and Rogue One, Sagarera changes quite a bit. Mm. Um. So True. it'll be interesting to see just what happened to him. Mm. Uh, what made him go mod with it? Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have. Uh, he's got mechanical legs, and he's got a breathing mechanism that he can't. He can't seems to not be able to live without. He's been um, through it. You could say, yeah. yeah he's yeah. Uh, probably found himself in a lot of situations. Like it's probably not one event that happened that that made this. You know, made this change. It's probably mm-hmm. multiple, like just things over time, yeah, which is exactly. like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, that's I never thought of like a a future 
like with more Saw Gerrera, but like give it to me. I'm a, I'm, his, I think yeah. I think we'll certainly get it, especially with the talent that is Forrest Whitaker. Mm. Uh, him playing Saw Gerrera is one of my favorite castings in all of Star Wars as well. Uh, just absolutely outstanding, mm. and uh, I, I'm a sucker for Forrest Whitaker anywhere anywhere I can get him. Uh, Black mm. Panther being another one of my favorite performances of his, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Saw Gerrera definitely definitely a great great character mm-hmm. in my 36. Uh, my 36, you've mentioned. Uh, before this one could be maybe more sizable than zeb possibly um it's hondo onaka Um, not quite i had hondo onaka above zeb okay um but uh i don't know i love hondo's like one of my my clone wars guys every time he pops up i'm like yes like let's go that's a king right there got some hondo hondo and you know he's he's uh kind of like a a Han in a way of where he's just always trying to scam and, and get the best deal. For oh, he's a pirate, him. man. Yeah, like, that man's like, a, yeah. it's the oh, pirate's yeah. life for him. You know, it's the pirate's life for him. And like his first appearance is whenever I think like, uh, whenever Anakin, Obi-Wan and Dooku all work together to like escape. I think that's like the first episode that he's in, which is like awesome. And he like, takes them in as like their friend like right away he's like yeah i don't know about you guys but you seem pretty cool uh yeah, yeah. We can, let's hang out or like whatever and we see that um, man in kenobi oh live action freaking hondo yes like we we need some, some especially hondo. with his his kinship with kenobi you know mm-hmm. and i i look forward to ewan mcgregor's interaction and mentioning of characters that he never actually got to act alongside mm-hmm. or or anything like that, because like mentions of Ahsoka or, or remembering Ahsoka, like Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan's never, never had anything with Ahsoka, never had anything with Hondo Onaka. Like these are mm. Captain Rex or other clones like that. Like it could be really cool to see him interact with, uh, with some of these characters and Hondo Onaka would probably be the coolest one mm. to see him interact with. I mean, even in Rebels too, you know, I'm thinking of like there, there was a mission where, I forget like what they were getting, but they were like sending like things from a ship to like a freighter, like across like a like zip line sort of thing. And like Hondo's yeah. there and he's like, he has to get this one crate or whatever. Like, uh, and it's, I don't know, he always like makes the situation a little harder. Um, you know, oh, and he's just, that's, that's what he's there for. You know, he's, he's comic relief. He's, he's just there to spice things up. Dude's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, love, love me some Hondo. So, oh, and I mean, like the, f- the final battle in Rebels. Whenever he pulls up for Ezra and is like, mm. I like he has his Din Djarin Boba Fett moment where he's like, yo, straight up, I fuck with you, kid. I'd do anything for you. Like, yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of cute as fuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really hope we see some more, maybe some Hondo Onaka in our Ahsoka future. I don't know. Maybe maybe something there. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. Anything. You know, if Cad Bane's alive. Come the book of Boba Fett. Hondo Onaka's still kicking. You know it for sure. Um that guy finds a way. Oh yeah, yeah, he finds oh, yeah. a way. He's like life, <laughs> according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but uh, life, uh, it, uh, it finds a way. Uh, but all right, all right, thirty-six Hondo Onaka. That's a good one. It was only a twenty-eight spot difference mm. there uh, compared to a forty for Zeb there. But mm. my thirty-five, I'm pretty confident this will be one that didn't appear on your list and won't. And mm. we're kind of uh, it's kind of late in the game for that, which is interesting. But I don't know that you'll regret it. Enfys Nest uh, from Solo. Mm-mm. Damn. Uh, played by Aaron Kellyman. 
uh, one, the leader of the Marauders who are robbing the Empire to give back to their communities mm. and uh, disperse resources around the galaxy. You know, uh, this more so than any other character in Star Wars is one I need to appear again. Mm. Um, come back in some some fashion somewhere. Uh, Andor would be dope. You know, that's that's when the Empire's around. And, uh, I mean, Bad Batch. I could see her popping up in the Bad Batch. Like, mm. things like this. I think there's there's a lot of potential with Enfys Nest's character and uh, just being the young, the young woman who is leading a group of various species who are giving back to various planets. Uh, like, that's just a really, really cool idea. It's kind of like a... It's kind of like what T'Challa, Star-Lord's Ravagers were trying to do. Mm. Uh, and I think... Uh, you I know, mean, she's even... Into... Her role in the MCU is kind of even even uh, similar. Pretty similar. Like similar to... the Winter Soldier. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. She she fits that role really well. Um, she's the young like, revolutionary. Very powerful man. female lead. And she, like, killed... Like, or lead... But uh, just very powerful female role, um, and she like I don't know like I remember you know they they made us think that like her character was male like at first right, 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 right. Um, like it had the then, deep like, voice yeah. and everything and then taking off the helmet it's like oh like fuck that that's just oh and it wasn't know, every... just the, it was like it was a Spider Man two moment too it wasn't just like oh shit she's a woman she's just a kid mm. no older than my own son you mm. know like <laughs> yeah. it's one of those uh, and. Yeah, because, like, even then, that was even before the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and she looked young in the Falcon mm. and the Winter Soldier. Like, she was, she looked like a 15 or 16-year-old in Solo. That's true. Uh, she looked like a kid. But, uh, yeah, Enfys Nest, super badass, loved her in Solo, and hope for nothing more than future Enfys Nest content. Hmm. I'm uh, wondering where this guy sits on yours. Um, but my 35 is Cobb Van. Um, like every time he's popped up, this dude is just like fucking love that man. He fills this role so perfectly, and the future for his character is like even more exciting now. He's getting mm-hmm. a mod. Who knows what that's gonna be? Mayfeld gun, whole arm replacement, just the shoulder. I don't know. Um, probably gonna get some armor, maybe like just built in armor, which could be oh. like. Kind of, I don't know, but uh, like, he's just Western. He like this. I don't know this character. He's quick too. Like, uh, he's he's kind of like our new gunslinger. Like, he's a, he's not to be starfighter. Yeah, he's he's not to be love that guy. The like he took out three pikes so fast. Like, like <laughs> Cad Bane speed. Like, dude was speedy. And like, yeah. I I'm curious if we uh like. If Cad Bane is truly gone, whatever. What I, I what I really want is a rematch between Cop Vanth and Cad Bane, where it's just them, like uh, and you, right. know, you don't no have fucking the rookie Scott. that fucks it up. Yeah, you don't have the rookie that fucks it up. Um, I mean, I still think Cad wins. He's just I Cad, think so you know. But uh, you know, because he also beat Boba, and if you, but I don't know, Cobb Vanth, like it's a new character. He can, you know, like who knows? Like it doesn't. He doesn't have to be worse or slower. Oh no 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 no! You know, so uh, I think uh, I think the future of Cobb Vanth is so so fucking exciting. I think he's definitely like you don't get Timothy Oliphant in this role and not utilize it. Like I don't think he's ever fit so well anywhere. And we've commented on the fact that the Mandalorians just nailed that. Mm. Uh, Their casting is always just like holy shit. 
they knew exactly what to do with that. And Cobb Vanth is a perfect example of it. And uh, he will be popping up on my list. Mm. Uh, I won't, I won't spoil when, mm. but uh, he will. I uh, just a uh, side note. Um, looks exactly like my Godfather. Love you, Greggy. Um, it's just like so badass seeing like my Godfather. But like, I mean, it's like a spitting image. It's like insane. Even like hair Godfather and facial hair, like fine looking man. Everything. Um, nice. He's a objectively good looking man. If Cobb Vanth is, if, but, uh, if Cobb Vanth's the comparison, just sick seeing my my like Godfather as this space cowboy gunslinger. Um, yeah, just badass. Um, and uh, you know, I after uh. I remember we recorded one episode. I think it, it was like the book of Boba, like on mm. Starlight Soundwave where I mentioned this and I, I texted him. I was like, yo, you, you like, you watch the book of Boba at all. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I've actually, I've actually been watching it. Um, not week by week, but I pick it up every now and then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, any character, like you like any, any one of them? He's like, I don't know this, uh, this, this Cobb guy kind of looked like him. And I'm like, no way. Like he, like he recognized it. I mean, already it's on like, it. you know, him, himself. And I'm like, oh, that, that's what I was texting you about. And, and we had like, that's outstanding. I love about that. It, but uh, but yeah, Cobb Vanth. Uh, all right, all right, yeah, he will be popping up on my list, and uh, we will get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, my thirty-four is Crosshair. Uh, this is this ranks second lowest amongst the Bad Batch, and uh, I only put him above Wrecker just because uh, his story is just a little bit more compelling to me. His uh, ultimate like. Uh, is he choosing to do this? Is this his chip inhibiting him? What's going on here? And like the whole mystery surrounding it's been really fascinating. That moment in the Bad Batch, uh, those those last couple episodes where he reunites with his brothers and fights alongside them just to get out of the scenario they're in is really awesome. Uh, mm. Just a really awesome character. And I look forward to seeing what else Crosshair has in store in the Bad Batch season two. Hopefully he um, comes back. You know, he's got to come I, back, I mean, right? Like I thought he would have by now. That's the thing. It's like I don't know if he does now. Like that's kind he's of just a too lost in the sauce. Maybe like I I think like they're gonna bring like something will happen to where he he sees no choice in the matter. I I hope. Like I I hope. I don't know. Maybe they keep him as just like you know. A story see, that's of my thing though. Is I thought they did the thing where he would have seen no choice in the matter, I... which is what tells me he still has his chip in. There's no way they're they're lying to him. They didn't take it out. I mean, it makes sense. Like, if if he has the chip in, they're not going to tell him that he does. You know, like like, and we don't fully know like what it's capable of in the first place. Like, if it can own like like what can it really do? Can they like command it to do really anything, or is it all preset? Like, how does this like mm-hmm. really work? You know. Um, right. and it's, it's all kind of up in the air and I, I mean, no way they don't give us answers to it. Um, so I, I don't know. I think maybe they're just saving, you know, like prolonging it a little bit. Like this is probably a multi-seasonal show. Like it's a Clone War sequel. Who knows if we're getting six or seven, you know, like if that's a possibility, that's crazy that we could, you know, be getting so many seasons of it. Um, but like he might just be a story of conflict for a while. Um, just to to keep the show interesting and stuff but and it, it it'll keep it it keeps it interesting you know like now i'm even more curious for bad batch season two than i was like mm. i'm more curious for bad batch season two now than i was when we immediately finished season one you know what i'm saying like uh 
upon completion of the season, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the fact that Crosshair didn't go back. And now I'm like, I don't care how I felt about it. I'm really excited to see what happens next. Um, and that's Crosshair, just a really cool character. And uh, I really fuck with him. And therefore, my, uh, he's my 34. I think uh, she will be pretty high on your I don't know. Um, but out of your Rebels crew, I know you like her a lot. My 34 is Hera Syndulla. Mm. Um, and I mean, perfect pilot, perfect Next like week. leader, perfect. Oh yeah, I, I figured. Next week on the Penny Bloom podcast. Um, but she's always the one to bring him together. She's like the true leader of the group. Um, just badass, like in everything. Her origin story, you know, that we you kind of get in the Bad Batch. Um, mm, kind yes. of that. That was that was really cool to see. It also um, enhanced her somehow. I didn't know that they could yeah. mm-hmm. further her character for me, and then they just absolutely did. And, like, her and Kanan's, you know, like, whenever... Ah, oh, like, I uh, just... So, like, ah, uh, I hate the thinking best of, relationship of, like, Kanan dying. In Star Wars. Yeah, like, I hate thinking of Kanan dying, but, like, whenever, like, he does, and, like... Oh, God. And then, like, seeing Hera's, like, you know, reaction... eyesight comes just, back, and it's like, oh, my God. Her, like, ah, oh, like, oh, fuck. Like, uh... But Hera, like... There's not, there's not one bad thing about her, you know. Like, there's mm. only great things to say about her, um, and uh, I think I'll, I'll let you uh, take the mantle whenever um, we, you get to her because I, I know how much uh, you like her character. So. Oh yeah, I fucking love, <laughs> love me some Harrisindola, and uh, yeah, she will be, she will be coming up on next episode in the top twenty-five mm. uh, to be sure. Uh, maybe maybe a little higher than you'd anticipate. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a little lower. I don't. I, I don't know how how much you know about my love for Hera. But so that's a good choice. That's a good choice at your thirty four. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. All yep. right. My thirty three. Got another powerful woman here in Kira mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, Amelia Clark in the Star Wars universe is money. Uh, I, I need some more Kira in my life, you know, at the end of that movie, when they reveal, you know, she's on, she's working under Maul and is about to work much closer with Maul. Uh, that's really awesome. And her, her, uh, her appearing on screen with Paul Bettany, that's, Mm. that's crazy. That's super dope. Uh, the fact that Han had a love that he latched onto for a really long time is really fucking cute and kind of indicative of the sour, uh, kind of, uh, just standoffish guy he becomes, where he's like, uh, like the trust aspect of Han Solo. You know, like after what happens at the end of Solo, he's kind of like, oh, okay. You know, like especially after having to shoot Tobias Beckett, and like, uh, mm. like that really puts a sour taste in his mouth for the whole trust of it all. Uh, Man, and I Kira was a big part of rewatch. I got to rewatch Solo. Oh, it's um, so good. There's that. The scene where they kiss in the in Lando's closet, mm. uh, the only the only scene in Disney Star Wars directed by George Lucas, um, is that them them kissing in that closet and, and mm. with Lando, the whole interaction they have before that and everything. It's a uh, according to reports, as as we as far as we know, the only scene directed by George Lucas in Disney Star Wars. Oh, huh. interesting. I, I didn't even know he had. Howard, you know? I didn't even know he had a single scene directed by him. Uh, but I thought they were like through. With, I mean, I knew they had him on like set for some things. 
like yeah. uh, and obviously well, he's just going to be too, there that, for like, some things. He but. probably hasn't done a lot of other like Disney Plus. I I mm. guarantee you he hasn't does done Disney Plus shit. Uh but the director of Solo was Ron Howard who appeared in American Graffiti. They go way 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 back. So like I'm sure Ron Howard was like, yo, you know, it would be awesome. <laughs> if you just I mean, yeah, just the legend us. coming himself. Like, uh, God, like it's um, insane, like how smart like George Lucas is, like just um, outside of like creating the universe like of stars, which is insane. But like how he's always like ahead of the game. Um, and he's like. Uh, like you see in interviews where they're talking about Clone Wars, like whenever they're in production of Clone Wars making it, and they're like, yeah, this this thing is going to go huge on a streaming platform back when streaming like wasn't like a thing. Like Clone Wars first appeared on Netflix, you know, and like it blew up, like it, it made the show absolutely just blow up. And, uh, you know, they were planning on releasing it like on original like TV, you know, like on a network or something. Um but like George, like I don't know, George just always seems like a step ahead. You know, like the original trilogy, insane for 1977, and like the things he did in the prequel trilogy, like how he set standards for like VFX now, and uh, like it, it just always seems that Star Wars, uh, Star Wars is like the uh, the test of tech, like test of technology at the time, mm-hmm. um, and it's always like what propels other things to try these new techniques and stuff like that, yes. um, and ah, oh, I just. I love that. Like, I love um, the genius behind Star Wars, and uh, he's a yeah. king. And you know his 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 role and uh, in that very scene in Solo, a Star Wars story with with Solo and Kira is is really one of my favorite Kira scenes. You know, and uh, that's that's ultimately why uh, that's ultimately one of the big reasons why she she climbs up this list up up above some characters like Enfys Nest and Saw Gerrera and C-3PO. And, uh, and she's also been expanded on in comics, which has been really cool. She's fought against Darth Vader, which mm. is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Damn. Just a really badass character. Mm. Yeah. The reason I went on that long George Lucas rant is my 33 is George. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my 33 has already been mentioned. Uh, this is Asajj Ventress. Um, mm. I just like, I don't know. I kind of the Sith characters. I always kind of latch on. I just I don't know why I like just evil characters. It's it's like there's I, something I like compelling the, about it. The calculatedness behind them, I think, um, like and how even though what they're doing is evil, it's actually like you can respect it in a certain sense mm-hmm. of like you know the way they go about it. Um, Absolutely, and stuff like that. And and Ventress, you know, she's trained by dooku has dooku's fighting style um she's just badass in her own right um and like i don't know every time she's on her voice um the voice acting of this character is freaking just perfect um like i don't know everything about this character is just badass to me um and like if we can have any live action asajj ventress like Oh, like just please, and, please you know, do. She, she just has any tie to Dooku, you know, like there's just that's going to do it for me pretty much. But like, that's not the reason that she's high up. Like she's high up, like on her own accord. Um, mm. Like she's just, I don't know, from like very beginning of Clone Wars. Like I think she appears in episode. Yeah. One with yeah, yeah like the first she's, episode. She's an OG. Um, 
I think even in like the net, like she's in like a, like the first like three, I think like she even, I don't know. Back, but, back yeah. in the cartoon network days. But, uh, but, oh, massage, like, I don't know. Love her, love her fighting style. Love her, you know, any dual bladed person is just automatically badass. cool. So badass. Um, so yeah, gotta. I always thought she was an interesting foil to, uh, cause I think they were definitely going for the, uh, parallel between anakin ahsoka and dooku asajj mm. ventress which mm-hmm. i thought was really really interesting because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of dooku anakin parallels that kind of fall by the wayside uh just because uh you don't really think to connect them but the it's the same exact situation it's like if anakin just slipped before he became vader like he would mm-hmm. become a dooku and if asajj or if ahsoka you know went to the dark side she would become like an asajj like character it's mm-hmm. like it's just their anti you know, characters. And uh, I don't know, maybe, that, maybe that's why I like Asajj so much, is that she's just kind of the anti-Ahsoka, um, which just is automatically cool. Like Super cool. Yeah, so, super uh, fucking cool. Yeah, that's my 33. No, nah, fuck with that. I fuck with that. I think that's a 33 spot difference, if I remember correctly. Mm. I think I had her, had her at a 56, so 23. Mm. 23 spot difference. Not, not too bad, but on to the next one. I got 32. Echo. Mm. <laughs> uh, love love me some Echo. Uh, he's, he's caught the short end of the stick a little bit too much in the Bad Batch for my money. Uh, he's caught the, the bad end of the stick for most of his life, mm. uh, Echo. He's had a rough go of it. And uh, I really hope we see him get find some happiness. Uh, really, really, really just a... a brotherhood within within his bad batch you know it's it's rough for him out here because he's not he no longer fits in with the regs but he's also not a bad he's not one of the og bad not batch. a true so like, bad, bad really... member either and it ah oh, and he's like not even fully human anymore either it's like no. everything that he had is just like gone like it ah just devastating man like gotta hope i don't know Maybe uh, he's, like, the key to this inhibitor chip and crosshair storyline somehow. I don't know. Like, I hope they just do something important with him. Give him, like, something Major importance. He needs something, dude, because this man has gone through too much to just be a role player who goes through a bunch of shit. Like, that's so sad. uh, Um, He's got a cool helmet, though, the way it, like, conforms around his thing and, like, comes off. You know, his arm is super dope. Uh, the update, the update they gave him super mm-hmm. cool. He's a, he's a mod as well. Mm-hmm. Um, heck a mod less, less by choice. Yeah. Oh. Um, super sad. <laughs> Damn. Super I'm sorry. But yeah. Echo. That's 32 is thir- my 32 is echo. And I, uh, I really, I really, really fuck with echo. Mm. Uh, sticking with another clone here. Um, one of the favorites of the clones, I'd say, uh, captain Rex is, mm. is my 32. Um, just a guy like, ah, we all love Rex, you know, who, who, what can you hate about him? Can you? No. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. Mm. Like I thought, I thought that was a top 25 lock Ah. for both of us. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like looking at all these characters that are above him, like you can't, you have no questions about it. Then hey, like do you? You know what I'm saying? That's just, one, I was just like, oh damn, I didn't expect to hear him this early. There's one a droid that you know, like a I don't know, like droids 
can I really like you know a droid more than Captain Rex? I don't know. I think I do you though. Can. You can. Uh, there, there's two more that I, I I think I do. Like those are the only ones that I'm kind of like iffy on. But every other like other character, I'm like yeah. Like uh, I mean right. I love. I mean that's that's the insane thing is that like Captain Rex is fucking thirty two. Like right. Like that. I don't know. That's insane. That there are thirty one more characters that like. I, I enjoy you're, more than you're Rex. certain on that's so. that's outstanding I love that about Star Wars because he is such a great character and mm. I remember watching season seven of Clone Wars you know that was the only season that I got to watch as it came out you know mm-hmm. uh, I when I was younger I watched episodes of the Clone Wars you know but I never like watched it for the story I watched it for you know their Star Wars characters doing Star Wars things and I caught it every once in a while when it was on Cartoon Network and mm-hmm. I didn't watch it all the way through until I was 18 and uh, or 19 when it was on Disney Plus. But, uh, you know, whenever we get to that final arc and we watch Captain Rex and Ahsoka fight their way out, it's it truly made me go, oh, shit. These are two of my five favorite Star Wars characters fresh off of season seven. You know, I've since uh, since cooled a little bit on mm. my um, but, you know, immediately after immediately after that season i was like holy shit those two are two of my favorite characters of all time mm. and uh captain he rex is just awesome resisted like you see everyone Fine. else Fine. you see everyone else just cold, turn into cold-blooded no thought behind it mm. and then rex like the love is so strong you know like one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. Oh my god. Like yeah, I it, that's insane that he's 32. Like uh and that like I don't know. I am I'm pretty sure. Like Yeah, that, there you go. That's that's awesome, you know, cuz Captain Rex is a strong one and that that only makes me very excited for the rest of your list, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh But hell yeah, hell yeah. With that, I'll go to my 31. And this is uh, this is one that I expect we'll see next week for you. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I've got Mace Windu. Hmm. Uh, yeah, next uh, next week. Yeah, I've got Mace Windu at thirty-one. You know, he's uh he's one that I've had a back and forth on over the years. Um, in terms of do I like him, do I not? And I'm I'm firmly at a spot now where I definitely like him. You know, uh, I think he's caught a bad rap as far as uh his his uh. People call him an asshole and all that, but like he was absolutely right in every one of his doubts. But the the cycle being that because he was right, Anakin hated him, and ultimately that is what. So like it's just a, it's just a brutal cycle, you know. But he he was a good Jedi. He was a, mm. like as far as the Jedi Order was concerned, by the definition of what they were doing, he was he was a good Jedi and mm. uh, a master, like second. I I don't know I. I would seemingly kind second of, to Yoda, second in command, it seemed. So I mean, he's up there, like uh, that—that's oh, for a reason. Um, and he actually has what might be the most underrated uh, apprentice tree, hmm. uh, where Mace Windu trains Depa Bilaba. Depa Bilaba trains Caleb Doom, who becomes Kanan Jarrus, and Kanan Jarrus trains Ezra Bridger. Um, Damn. I mean, like, the true goat of the tree is Yoda, 
that's just hard to yeah. beat, you know? Like, yeah. you can't... I'm, Yoda to Dooku, on. Dooku to Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan to Anakin, Anakin to Ahsoka. That's fucking insane. And I guess, would Yoda have trained Mace? So, like, by definite, like, he has Mace's tree in it as well. Oh, my God, So, I guess he, he kind of has everybody, right? I mean, who else... Who yeah, else? Let me look up who yeah, Mace who, Windu's who, master was. I'm, I, oh, I've never thought about this before. Like, how many Jedi have have you... Like has Yoda taught? You know how many? How many? I mean, it's gotta be freaking. He's been doing it for how hundreds long? of years. So, like, I mean, yeah, he's probably got a ton. Is every of single too. Jedi that we see on the Council trained by Yoda? Like every I Jedi mean, Master, technically, Masters Yoda and Trasa. So, yeah, yeah, Mace Windu was also trained by Yoda, and therefore his tree falls under Yoda's branch too, which is absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, Yoda definitely the god. Wait, so that, as far everyone, as so every Jedi we've seen is it goes back to Yoda eventually, probably in some capacity. Um, but that's interesting. I don't know if Yoda huh. has had like express apprentices besides Dooku and Mace Windu. Hmm. Let's see Yoda's uh, apprentices. Uh, I don't know. Count Dooku, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker. True. Um, <laughs> there's there's yeah, another tree that uh Yeah, Obi-Wan trained Anakin see. and Luke, and then Luke trained Rey and Grogu. Technically and, Grogu. Te- like yeah. for a bit, which counts in probably more, maybe. So who knows with that one? And Kylo. Um and Ben Solo, yeah. So and like Ray. Um, yeah, it's it's plenty. It's plenty in that tree. It's crazy what Yoda's done, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, that won't be for a while for me. But uh, Mace Windu, Mace Windu, super badass, and you know his <laughs> his his mini tree. If we're if we're fitting it in into Twitter pictures, Mace Windu, Depabilaba, Kanan Jarrus, and uh, Ezra Bridger is pretty badass for a for a lineage there. And uh, Mace Windu, certainly certainly a cool Jedi. So, uh. 31 here uh, for me. It's Omega. Um, Omega. Omega's popping up here. Um, that only leaves one more Bad Batch member left uh, for me. But, uh, but yeah, Omega, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. What can you hate about Omega? You can't. I guess, can't I guess some people Omega. thought she was annoying at first. I don't, I don't, I never got that. Like, I was always like, oh, just cute little clothes. Oh, like, I was immediately yeah, like, on board oh with God, Omega. This is cute little and like, like, come on. To uh, be frank, we won't be seeing her till next week for me. And, uh, mm. I really, really fuck with Omega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she's, it, like, that's, we've only had one season of her. And, like, she's already, like, my 31. You're at least twenty four or twenty five, so like that's that's insane. That uh, yeah, there, she can only go up on this list, was which is just crazy. And who knows uh, what she's involved in? You know, I, I'm I have like a grand plan with Omega. Like, hey, I mean, there's a there's a scene in Rogue One where Jen's listing off all these all these Imperial things where she goes, uh, you know, War Mantle, which we've seen all this da 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 Project Omega or something like that, and it's like, wait a minute, huh? Excuse me. 
I mean, Palpatine knows what the fuck he's doing, or Thrawn knows what the fuck he's doing to help Palpatine, and they're all connected somehow. And, I mean, Mount Tantus pops up into the air to the Empire under Thrawn's, Thrawn's control, where he finds another Jedi who they clone, and it's like, oh my god, if Omega's like, involved in that, that's fucking crazy. And maybe Grogu's also involved in this, because, like, you know, where was he these 50 years? How did he show up there? Who knows? Oh, wait, now Ahsoka's involved. She's looking for Thrawn. Oh, wow, all of these characters are connected in this one storyline interesting i uh i uh i don't know i really hope i'm right that uh omega is like a big part in this um she seems like it man she really does um i think she seems like she'll be integral which is because the big big story arcs will happen in the live action like i think that's just how it happens like they they can't really put something that will massively change the star wars universe in a show like bad batch um i mean they I, 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 they can but i don't know I, it's just i think they save those moments more for for like live action or i don't know and i i, I suppose you're right you know i was going to use an example from the clone wars but given when the clone wars took place it's like we weren't making live action star wars at the time so it had to be an animation. I was going to go with Ahsoka leaving the order, but you know that wouldn't have happened in live action. That's mm. a and see like what they do in the Clone Wars encourages me to a degree that I think you know I think we could definitely see some pretty big moments in animation. I don't have any doubt about that. Like I think, uh, mm. like I think if Bad Batch members are going to die, which is like I think inarguably pretty big Star Wars moments, it'll happen in the Bad Batch. You I guess, know, uh, I guess yeah, maybe it could be a huge moment like in the bad batch like, like when it happens but then whenever you know it comes into live action whenever it ropes in it's just kind of like oh yeah and this this clone omega you know was used in like you know it's just kind of like a callback and if you've seen it it just makes it that much better you know sort of yeah thing. exactly so uh maybe so maybe so I, I regardless i'm really interested i think uh I think we could definitely see an Omega effect as to what uh, what happened with Ahsoka. Like, we we watch Omega grow over the course of years, and by the end of it, we're like, holy shit, this is one of the best Star Wars characters. I see that potential in Omega, mm. uh, to be sure. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a good one. That's your 31? Mm-hmm. Yep, 31. All right. My 30 got the last Star Wars Visions character in the Ronin. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yes, I really, really like the Ronin, but, uh, you know, I, 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 the novel is really what propelled him this high, even, mm. uh, it, he's, it, it he's was even not... higher on mine. So, yeah. And you're, you're, you're solely off the strength of the, of the duel, which is impressive. Uh, mm. I thought for sure we'd be getting to the Ronin before I did on your list, but I'm, I'm very impressed, uh, now you have this, the story that unfolds over the course of the novel with the Ronin. You learn that he was uh, a very, very, like in this galaxy where this takes place, a very, very integral piece to the to the goings on. Mm. Uh, something of a of a Luke Skywalker, Ben Solo type figure in the in the universe's uh, scheme of things. He was a uh, and their and their storyline. You know, uh, the Empire's. Uh, the empire has Jedi beneath it and they all, they work for the empire and Jedi eventually split off and became a Sith rebellion. And the Ronin led that Sith rebellion. And when they were about to win the Sith rebellion, he realized the Sith 
in this scenario weren't the best. And thus, he goes and kills all of his disciples. That's where his collection comes from. This dude's this dude's Damn. got a crazy story. No, that yeah, like he's bad got bad ass. Like, oh no, yeah, it's ugh. super badass. The more I talk about it, the more I wish he was higher. But the only reason I uh I don't have him as high is just because like uh I like seeing them. You know, I like seeing it on screen. I like seeing the stories unfold. And whenever I got to do that with all these other characters, they just happen to rise above it. But uh, hmm. you know, the duel, the strength of the duel alone is crazy. It's my favorite oh. visions, like by far, like episode by far. Like if there's hmm. One that I go back to every time, like it's that one. Like I, I watch that episode all the, the time. The animation is beautiful. The, yeah. uh, I mean, his droid. I almost, I almost threw his droid in here because I was like, I love that droid. And if you've read the, if you read the book, like he's very art, like very R two D two, like very, That's very big. similar. That's what it's. He gave off R two vibes, like mm-hmm. very much. Um, but yeah, ah, I love that guy. Um, he's not like too far up but uh yeah yeah he's up there though all right cool cool but yeah 30 the ronin and 30 uh this this rounds off the bad batch for me uh, with hunter um just right above omega you know put them together had to mm. uh could, couldn't really keep them separated um no doubt yeah no the reason i love both of these characters is like the dichotomy between them and and like their their relationship it just strengthens you know they strengthen each other um, absolutely and uh hunter that's why is just, both of them both of them will be next week for me well hunter is just he's a he's a very smart guy i guess that's his enhancement you know his uh strategy and and uh hunting you know, abilities hunting capabilities like uh yeah. stuff like that uh just kind of makes tracker seems just into it like intuitive you know i guess mm. is kind of like his his ability kind of like a like omega if she has an ability is kind of she's just very in, uh intuitive intuitive strategic um, just very smart and uh i mean i just can't wait for for any more that we can get with these two in the bad batch so mm-hmm. i'm just ready for season two man um oh just i'm just I am so ready but yeah my uh 30 with hunter right. that hey, hair I'll, man. Save, I'll save my oh yes that's mostly what i was gonna comment <laughs> on right there. damn sorry uh, it was mostly just gonna just ooze <laughs> over hunter's hair yeah, uh, because that's uh, that man. might be the that might be the finest man in the Star Wars that's... universe. I just want to see. I want to see Tem. Is there a finer? I want to see Tamara Morrison as Hunter. Ooh, is there a finer t- clone than Hunter? You know what's that? Is there a is there a sexier clone than Hunter? Frankly, no. I don't there think isn't. so. There isn't one that comes close. It's the it's the face tattoo mm. too. Like that that enhances his sexiness tenfold. <laughs> that man is fine. Yeah. I think uh, yeah he wins he wins sexiest clone of the galaxy for sure. Um, I think I think there's no doubt in my mind on that one. Uh, but yeah, Hunter will be a Hunter's a good one, and he'll be popping up on my list later on as well. Uh, it's good. We're into the top thirty. <laughs> oh which is, yeah, uh, exciting. So twenty nine here. I think this rounds out the droid crew for me. Hmm. This is where R two D two falls and. Uh, you know, I, I on on paper, you know, sh- straight to my mind, R two's a top twenty five. You know, like that mm. was like no doubt one of the earliest ones I listed. But as I built the list, you know, as I as I thought about the stories and everything I appreciate about these characters, R two D two naturally found his way lower and lower. And uh, you know, I'm I'm confident here. Uh, my love for R two is great. 
but mm-hmm. my love for some of these other characters is greater. And as far as nostalgia goes, there might not be a character that in Star Wars that uh, affects me on a deeper level than R2-D2, you know. Mm. Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of the Mandalorian in season two, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. But then R2D2 cruises around the corner, and I'm like, oh my fucking God, yes. Mm. Uh, you know, like that's a, that's, <laughs> our that's boy. something that just enhances, yeah. he enhances any scene he's in. Oh, yeah. You know, like uh, R2D2 is guaranteed to make a scene better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's badass. Very, uh, he'll, he'll pop up next week. Um, another character, an insane, like insane that this character, I, I, it's not, on your list, I don't think at all, but in my top 20. Um, and he, he like strengthened R2 and like straight, like th- it's uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, oh, I'm excited. Uh, so I'm excited yeah, next, for whatever next the week, fuck I'll, you're gonna uh, be talking I'll get, about, I'll man. get to uh, to R2, but uh, but yeah, R2 for me, like especially like I'm reading the Queen Shadow, the book about Padme Amidala, as I've mentioned several times over the course of this uh, top 100, and uh, seeing how he comes to. St- to be in the service of Padme mm. uh, specifically, you know, like he, he, his origins are from Padme while 3PO's are from Anakin's. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's cool that, you know, after the battle of Naboo and stuff, Padme took notice that R2D2 was integral in helping them out. And she takes him to Coruscant and is like, this is my guy. He's going to help mm-hmm. us out the whole time we're here. He'll, he'll accompany me everywhere. And, uh, he'll always just be around. And, uh, it's cool to see them interact and uh, mostly just because I see a lot more of a uh, Padme and Luke than I do Anakin and Luke mm. and to see Padme and R2D2 interact the way they do reminds me a lot more of the way Luke mm. and R2 interact, which makes me really happy. Uh, but yeah, that's why 29 Star is my so R2D2. It kind of works out. I have a droid here as well in my 29. This is where Chopper is for me. Um, it's just my love of rebels and, uh, chopper. This hey, dude. 29. We got R2 and chopper. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that, that works out well. Chopper, badass dude's got a kill count on him. Um, like no, no other droid has. Um, I don't know. He's just a very funny droid as well, you know, and, and actually like oh, has certainly. some cute moments like, you know, he's like part, he is part of the family. He is part of like the rebels family. And like, mm. they don't leave Chopper. You know, they, you can't leave Chopper behind just as you can't leave R2 behind, you know, like. Fuck no, you can't. Um, and, uh. Fuck no, baby, baby. You know, another little bit of orange on him, uh, on, you know, underutilized color. Got, gotta love the orange. Um. Got a cameo in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Um, Bad Batch 2, uh, in the Hera. Like storyline, seeing Chopper there too was was awesome. Joyful um, noise, so yeah. Every time, joyful noise. Every time Chopper shows up, uh, voiced by Dave Filoni, um, which is just <laughs> awesome. Um, ah, yeah, love me some Chopper. <laughs> no, yeah, I love love me some fucking Chopper. I wonder what he uh, what Dave Filoni actually said. Like, if it's actual words or if it's just him going. Wah, 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 what the fuck? Know? Yeah, I that that was definitely in there. For sure, everyone heard that. Like every everyone heard that. Um, yeah, they thought they were being slick. Um, nah, Dave, <laughs> we got your ass. Yeah, but uh, uh but no, that's a good that's a good pair of twenty nines there, an R two D two and Chopper for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, nice. I'll stick with you in the Bad Batch vein, as you mentioned it there. And uh, this is my last member that isn't Hunter or Omega, or Omega and it's Tech. 
uh, and I, I just got a soft spot for Tech. There's nothing that really like character wise that puts him above Echo, Crosshair, or mm. Wrecker for me. It's just that like for some reason I watched Tech, and I loved him. I was like, you know what? This is my fucking guy. I love Tech, uh, and I, I've stood by that ever since. And you know, he, here he goes above R two D two, which is and Mace Windu and all this shit. Like that's kind of crazy. I think it's just uh, his but... kit and his look. I oh, think that's so that's tough. What, and he's just like, like uh, kind of innocent too. You know, he's just yeah, he's, he's just cute. smart, you know, he's like, but he's, oh, he's he just doesn't. A cute. Yeah, he can't like put the like the some of the pieces together, but he knows like the critical parts of the mission. You know, like or uh, like he doesn't fully get. I don't know some things. Social like, interaction yeah. is doesn't come easy to tech, mm-hmm. which I think is cute. Like he's just a he's just a cute character, you know. And uh, I have a soft spot for the characters that I think are cute. Mm-hmm. And uh, tech tech is. Uh, amongst the bad batch the second cutest for me yeah. uh well uh moving on to my 28 uh another rebels character here uh this is where my sabine wren falls um it's a pretty good one and 31 spots mm-hmm. 31 spots and i uh any mandalorian automatically cool um i love you know her dark saber storyline mm. um her training uh, with Kanan, um, and hopefully and, her training Din, mm-hmm, Din and Grogu, um, and like it, it, like if this is how it's all connecting, you know, like oh, it's just like beautiful. Like this is Star Wars is just so poetic, and uh, and Sabine's whole storyline, you know, not like not just the dark saber storyline, like just every every time she pops up, like um, is just amazing, and her, you know, her graffiti art. Uh, just like mm. she has like a true personality to her. She's not just another Mandalorian, you know, um, right. she's truly like her own character and, and part of the family, you know, like she that. reminds me of, uh, she reminds me of the mods in a lot of ways mm. as, as it applies to Mandalore, you know, she's seen, uh, she's seen some shit on Mandalore go bad. She was there for the Clone Wars war, uh, mm. the, the siege of Mandalore and everything. And that, that she wasn't cool, you know, and it, it radicalized her personality to a point where she felt a need to express herself through through a means that uh that wasn't traditional for for her people and for a lot of characters we see in the star wars universe which i think is really cool you know the way that the mods express themselves after the empire's fall on tatooine i think it's i think it's a little bit similar to the way sabine reacts to the empire taking over you know she's like you know what fuck it then i'm gonna be me as fuck <laughs> and uh I, I really fuck with sabine on that level oh yeah she's she's badass and uh i uh i don't know love rebels still still have some some rebels characters to mention later on but uh yeah sabina 28 for me i think i've only got one rebel one rebels character left Mm. uh not to be confused with just rebels in period Mm. and and, in general uh, i've got i my 27 Jin or so one one of my favorite rebels Mm -hmm. across uh, across the whole whole shit she uh upon watching rogue one again it's it's that part where she presents the case to the rebellion in the war room that Mm. really is just like that's when she becomes oh that's an icon right there that's a rebellion icon right the moments in that movie oh Oh my whenever she walks out and uh bays like points over to points over to cassian and the whole crew and they're all like yeah you know we want to make sure that all the terrible shit we've done was for a purpose and we have to we have to fight for it you know and uh 
the whole the whole speech she gives, you know, the rebellion the rebellions are built on hope and uh you know if what are we gonna do if we're not gonna fight? Like what what are we even doing here? If the, like this can't be the end of us, this mm. can't be the end of it. Like and I'm not even I'm new as fuck here and y'all are ready to give up. Let's go and do this shit. And uh being the leader of the team, being the leader of Rogue One, she's the one who does it. You know, if if not for Jen Urso, we don't get those Death Star plans. Mm. Damn. That like so much doesn't happen like in Star Wars without like without these people. Mm. Um, with, with, uh, it's like that movie is just so beautiful. Like, oh my God. Like, oh, it's outstanding. And one of my favorite little details about it is that in in the empire strikes back, I think we hear uh, at the beginning, we hear someone go rogue Two, rogue Two. this inspired the entire rogue squadron, you know, like they, they were rogue one. And I don't think anyone else was ever, I don't think anyone else was ever rogue one again. Mm -hmm. Like the leader of rogue squadron was rogue Two. Yeah. Which is a uh, really absolute really cool. legends. Like, oh God, that's a uh, man. Like, what? It is just like my second. It's either my second or third favorite Star Wars movie. It's just every like, time I watch it, dude, I'm just like, oh my God! How did they I'm do so that? lucky that I got to watch how this in theaters. I'm so lucky that I'm alive for this. Like, what the hell? Like. It was the most, like, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, another Star Wars movie. It's not like, you know, episode, um, you know, it's no, not yeah. a part and of the it was the first of those. It wasn't, it and was like, an installment yeah, was like, of the saga that like, wasn't oh, cool. in sequence. Cool, a Star Wars movie. Like, maybe that's what, I don't know. Like, it's just such a, like, I need more one-offs like that, movie. Man. Yeah, like, oh, man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, 27, I, I don't think you've mentioned him yet, actually. Um, but this is where Lando uh, falls for me. A Lando yeah, Calrissian. Lando, Lando is next week for me. Ah, that I, I figured. Um, but uh, you know this young Lando as well. Um, uh, just the the drip, the uh, the the yeah, absolute like just s- smoothness. Well, well, of well. Lando. What have we here? Yeah, like he's just a smooth guy. Like oh my god. Oh, I've- Fucking um, love Lando Calrissian. You know, One of his most underrated appearances mm, in Rebels. Mm. Uh, when he pops up with the uh, with the pigs, <laughs> the pigs that float and Who stuff. Who does he hit but, on? Who does he hit on? Uh, Hera. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, yeah, he, he was wants on Hera, Hera hard. Yeah, he was hitting on her hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Kanan really didn't fuck with him, like, uh, mm. which I thought was hilarious. And there's a. Uh, I think Ezra introduces himself to Lando as Jabba the Hutt. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and and Lando's like, okay, Jabba, all right, like like because he knows who Jabba is. Like, I always thought it was so funny that Ezra tried to use like names, and he later adapts Lando to be one of his names, mm-hmm. one of his code names. <laughs> he, uh, but you know, Jabba the Hutt and Lando Calrissian, these are relatively well known people. You're taking you're taking quite the risk here. Uh, I mean, Cloud yeah, City, Lando, he's what got, a legend. you know, um, even though like kind of what he did, he, he played him, you know, a little bit, but he redeemed himself. Yeah. You know, had to, like, like, what's he going to do? You yeah, know, like, I mean, come on. It's like, you're going to say no to the empire when Vader's coming like right there. Um, yeah, I think, I think he played it as right as he can, you know, like, I don't think, uh, I think there's a relative chance that Vader, uh, I don't know. Lando, uh, pl- I think he played it exactly right. At least he a- he is able to aid them 
by staying alive. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's able to alert Cloud City that the Empire's taken over. He's able to he's able to do all these things because he let Vader do what he did. Like and if he doesn't, he dies and a bunch of shit goes wrong. Uh and and that's just kind of it. But uh yeah, Lando, just an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. And uh so excited that we're gonna get a fucking Lando series. Mm. Uh but, like that always just like always evades me Damn. whenever I think of upcoming Star Wars content. But they announced a Lando series. Which is, uh, that's just fucking outstanding. Mm. Uh, I love that man. Mm. Yeah. Billy 27. D. My 27. All right. So we got one each mm-hmm. left here in part three of the top 100. And next week we will get to the top 25. So to conclude this episode, at my 26, and this is hard for me, you know, we're to, we're to the point now where like, I cannot, I, I can't fuck with this anymore. I've actually, like, actively, as this episode has been going on, I've, like, fucked with my, fuck with the people that ha- haven't been said yet for me, just because hmm. I'm like, I don't know for sure. So I'm going to commit. Hmm. My 26 is Chewbacca. Okay. Um... Yeah. Fell out of the top 25. Uh, and... This is a similar. This is a similar thing to R two D two and C three PO for me. Uh, you know, I love I love Chewbacca as he is a defining piece of Star Wars, and he does have every bit as much emotional resonance as a lot of other characters. You know, in the Rise of Skywalker, when he drops to his knees, when he's learned Princess Leia has died, and like all his friends are gone, he doesn't have any homies left. Thank God, Lando comes back for him. Need them to just be hanging out from now on, please. Mm. Uh, Sees Han die. Oh my god! Right. And his reaction to it, like blasting Kylo, just like fuck it. There's and one of my favorite Chewie moments is a moment that uh, is not on screen. It's only in the Rise of Skywalker novelization, uh, and it's when we think Chewie is dead, but he's been taken captive by the First Order with uh, with Kylo and uh, the Knights of Ren and stuff. Mm. Mm. Uh, thinking that he was dead you know when ray blew up like that was like a i remember in the theater i was like no i was like oh no fuck no no way they. i was like no way they just did that to my mans and uh Uh, luckily just two minutes they didn't they didn't let it last you know like at at least it was like you know kind of like weird that they like like why why give us I that think they should have let it last like, considering they didn't yeah. put in this scene the scene mm. if they would have put in the scene i'm about to explain then yes make it two minutes but it's a scene where kylo visits his cell and is like is like pissed at him because you know you mm. shot me and he's gonna rub it in that he killed he killed han and stuff and he does the thing where he feels chewbacca's thoughts and all chewbacca is thinking about is taking care of a little Ben Solo with Han and with Leia and just holding baby Ben when he was born mm. and like oh. be, being Uncle Chewie. That's all he's thinking about. It, like in the presence of Kylo, who has captured him and oh. killed his best friend and all of this, all he's thinking about is how he treated him when he was a baby. And like, I just wish for the life of me that would have been a part of it, dude. That shit makes me tear oh up just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Like, whenever you think of the most devastating storylines in Star Wars, um, it's like Obi-Wan 
and Chewbacca are like the two that are just like maybe Echo. I could throw Echo in there. Um, but like, yeah, I, Echo's rough. Echo's but like, God damn, life. like it's just they've been through it, man. Like, poor Chewie, but a, a true, poor, like, poor um, Chewie, dude. Yeah, he's, he's coming up next week. Uh, for me, so uh, I fi- yeah. I figured he was. But, this uh, was the one that I felt like the worst, the absolute worst about, as far as not having in my top twenty five was Chewbacca. But uh, and you know what? Like, if I'm being like one hundred percent genuine, he's almost certainly top twenty five. But there's a top twenty five character who I've kept, I've kept here just because I'm like, I need him to be top twenty five. And odds are he would have fallen to twenty six in favor of Chewbacca. But I, I kept him here. Mm. I kept him. You know, and you'll find out who that is. Now that you say week. say that, like I'm kind of looking like where he sits on mine, and like I don't know if he's above the characters that he is above, um, like from 25 to there, but like, I, I don't know. It was instinctual. And you know, that's, that's there. Um, there are just a couple characters for me that mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like I have them here because completely different reasons than I, than the reasons I have Chewbacca where I have Chewbacca, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's a, it's a character design thing or just a couple things they've done that I really fucking love or stuff like that. Meanwhile, Chewbacca, he's been here throughout the whole franchise. One of the few characters that has appeared in all three trilogies. And like, he's like just a really, really awesome star Wars defining character. Mm. But you know, I I'm, I'm partial to characters who speak sometimes. True. Uh, and Fair. you know, there's a lot of emotion in his roars every now and then, as we felt with, with Han and Leia's deaths and stuff like, uh, those are all really big moments. And whenever Han is about to get frozen in carbonite and he's like telling Chewie, like, you got to take care of the princess now. Like this is, and he's, Ugh. Chewie's ready to fight for him to stay alive. Like I love Chewie being a ride or die. And uh, yeah. And the more I talk about it, the more I hate that I put him at 26, mm. but <laughs> he's here. So. Yeah. Well, uh, to round off my list is uh video game character. Um, Cal Kestis. Uh, this oh, is yeah. where this is where Cal falls on mine. Um, yeah, the the complete opposites, fifty and twenty six. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cal, uh, out of that game, just resonated with me a lot. It was a, a game that I like couldn't put down once I started it. Um, and I, Cal's just storyline, like the the whole storyline, is just so beautiful. And uh, you know, being one out of side, like. Um, I didn't give a, a bunch of characters credit from that game. There's some really awesome characters like mm. Serjunda and the second sister and like uh, the, the night sister Marin. Like all, all the like dope ass inquisitors that are there. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, there's like, I don't know. The that, ninth sister or whatever. That game. Like I, I hope they, they, they bring Cal in in some way in live action. Like, I mean, like, I mean, they got that actor yeah. and they, they, they achieved his likeness so hard and he is a great actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I just have no doubt that one day that's going to get adapted. Like, mm-hmm. it has to. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully he's still alive, you know. Um, hopefully um, sure he made it so. through. Um, you know, may, Boy, I, I don't know. Hope. I don't know. I guess, you know, he he had or does he still have a holocron? And like maybe this is how Luke finds his Jedi to train. Um, they destroyed the oh, holocron. Mm, damn. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. No, I've we've ran into this problem yeah. before where we like theorized about the holocron for like ten minutes, and then we were, we like looked it up, and it was like, oh, 
they destroyed the holocron. It doesn't being, exist man. anymore. <laughs> um, damn. But uh, I don't know. It kind of it kind of feels right that Cal is like just right there before the top twenty five for me. Um, mm. It's just like he's. Uh, I think like if he is in any live action or like anything adapted in any way, like he he does like get that bump up. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. but like, there's only so much you can have in a video game where you're playing him most of the time, and the only times you get character development is cutscenes. You know, uh, there's only so much that they can do, and it's amazing of what they did. They basically made a movie that you played through. Um, it's top. Like, it's top two for me in terms of stories in a video game, mm-hmm. along with Spider-Man PS4. Like those mm-hmm. are those oh, are the top two yeah. stories for me in video games, and Cal Kestis is fucking outstanding, and. You know, again, you catch me more fresh off a of Jedi Fallen Order replay. Maybe he's a little bit higher than fifty, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's fitting that he book en- he bookends our uh, our episode here, as he was the first one I presented mm-hmm. and the last one you'll present here mm-hmm. to to top off the episode. Yep. Uh, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. But yeah, so that I guess that concludes our fifty through twenty six. That's part three. There it is. Yeah. That only right. only gets better from here. Only this is gets better, it, baby. Oh, yeah, and this, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cap with you. The uh, the 50 through 26 was a two hour episode. Mm. So, and they've gotten longer with each each passing episode. So I imagine 25 through one is gonna be a pretty good good chunk of of content. Mm-hmm. If I had to say so myself. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I'm with ready. that. That concludes this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure, especially when we're going over such uh, such wonderful, wonderful characters that I know we both love so very much. And uh, I look forward to the finale next week with part four, tw- the top 25 of our top 100 Star Wars characters. Uh, if you would. Head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive content at this point. A whole day's worth to listen to it all in a day. Uh, I'm not saying you should. 24 hours straight of my voice in your ear might not be the greatest thing. Uh, I don't know. It feels pretty good for me, though. Uh, I like the money. Uh, Definitely not 24 hours of my voice. That's for sure. Definitely not good for (laughs) anyone, so... Hey, you know, I, I listened to a couple Patreons in a row the other day and like just like the the variety the variety of guest host guest hosts we had. You know, like there was there was a Patreon episode that was just me and you, and then the next one was just me and Tavares, and then the next one after that was me, Kyler, you and Miles. Like that's different teams every Patreon, you know. It's not just the same mm-hmm. shit over and over. We're just getting a bunch of a a bunch of content out there. Uh if you would follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, leave a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And Chewbacca deserved better. Oh.